Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. sounds really stupid but I, i'm really just not liking facebook anymore i kind of feel like it, it the whole concept of it is it, just fucking become stupid and i don't okay i don't want to say the concept i think just the people have become stupid and have completely lost touch with it because i don't know about you guys but i i don't want to come across a full like some sort of i, I don't know subtextually submissive photo of like some dude with a gun or whatnot. I'm like, click here to like and like if you wish to see super Nazi dudes die. Something like, hmm. like this if you wish death on something. Or like this if you wish horrible things. Or like this to go to heaven. Share to go to hell. Or something like that. And like, I don't know, I, yeah. I purposely avoid all of those. And then like my faith gets renewed every time I see somebody with a kitten. He's like, oh, look at me, my cute kitten. And I'm like, oh, pff, like. Like right, right away. No, that, that, that's why you have YouTube. You, you have YouTube just for cat videos. You don't need it on Facebook. Dad, I use Friendster. Oh God. <laughs> I think MySpace is still around, although it everyone's deactivated like their music, MySpace pages. It's like a music promotion site now. That's where yeah. you go. That's what it's always been. Yeah, because you know, like that, and and having sweet flash banners saying like you know juicy bitch or something like that, or like glitter things. I don't know what they always said. I I, I canceled mine way too early. My MySpace. Everything that, like, uh, everything that you just described sounds like a tripod uh, website. Or dude, I, we, we had one of those. Fucking get get my shit on uh, GeoCities. What's up? I had a GeoCities website for my high school rock band that I was. Yep, in. and we tried finding it. We haven't found it yet, but <laughs> everyone on the internet, go find it. Link it to us, please. I need yes. this so much. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, everybody. I, I, uh, I, I need to scroll down to the bottom of the guest book. Where the stop sign and caution tape is. <laughs> Guess book. Sign it now. Sign no, but honestly, I I, I, I I honestly feel like Facebook had it right the first time. When they first started Facebook, the only way you could get on Facebook is if you had a college email. See, I feel like that's the way they should have stayed because then only educated people or people rich enough to go to college would be able to access Facebook. The, I wish it would go back. It's more or less the latter. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah, well, yeah, it is. It is. But I really wish that was like the, the restriction. Like once they open up to everybody, that's when shit hit the fan. It, it should still be like just for people that have college email addresses or can fake a college email address. Wait, I guess that won't really work anyways. Shit. Well, anyone can go to community college and get an email address. Well, yeah, that's true. But yet, but you actually have to make the effort to go and get that email address, which cancels out about half the people on Facebook right now. Yeah, this is absolutely <laughs> true. I don't know. If, if anything, I've seen in a, a fucking influx in the growth of uh, drunk white girls. Like it's it's just 
Facebook. They've always just, been there. They, they, they've, they've always been it. there, but like now they, it's just now they have iPhones, so they can get on Facebook. Now, <laughs> now it's just like Buzz Lightyear, drunk white girls everywhere. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Oh man, but dude, I, I, I miss you guys. Shit, like that's the only way I've been able to get in touch with fucking James because James doesn't use his Twitter. Some odd I reason. I don't tweet. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm just, true. I'm just now starting to use Facebook more than once a month. Yeah, I know. It's strange. He's, I, uh, doing, it, he's doing it to play the new Linkin Park Flash game. Yeah. So he, want, he really wants to unlock the new song. Yeah, I need to, I need to help everyone else unlock their new hit single. It's oh, man. My you know, Hair, I think is what it's called. So I was at the bar the other night uh, for my buddy's birthday, and it was a karaoke night. And I was so fucking mad because they didn't have Never from Moving Pictures. So I was like, that was the one fucking song I really, really wanted to do. Uh, but and, and then finally I was just like, all right, I'll do this one. But I never ended up doing it. But I did find uh, Hooba Stink running away. Nice. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's what it totally reminded me of. I've been hiding in the dark looking for the answers. No, wait, that's not run away. It's crawling in the dark. Um, it's crawling in the dark. It's uh why are you running away? Fucking god that Man. horrible horrible band. The best. Yeah, and like dude just like I don't know, that karaoke book was like something fucking stupid because like they would have like even some of the artists that would be interested in they wouldn't have the songs that would make sense for them to have like Vanessa yeah. Carlton, A Thousand Miles, not there because that was my no. other choice to karaoke. Not there. Speaking I'm of sure drunk white girls, yeah, you would have done a good job at that. I, I would have. No, but so, dude, I, I really wanted, I really wanted to get wild. Like, dude, I wanted to just fucking Kevin Bacon my roast beef all up in that karaoke bar, and and just like I don't even know what that means. Wait, <laughs> how, how, how how does one Kevin Bacon their roast beef? So the roast beef is kind of like your your mojo that's contained back by like the sexy swagger of your clothing. The more you let your roast beef hang, the more you got to fucking you got to compose yourself. Kevin Bacon, however, is the exception to the roast beef. As long as you're in a constant moving fucking swagger, like you're angry or you've come to some sort of epiphany or revelation, then you're all right. And it only works really if you have never from motion pictures playing. Hmm. Have none of you guys watched Footloose? I mean, I have. Well, yeah, five. sure. <laughs> Come on, man. We all want our own personal warehouse. And oh, that's wait, you're, that's fucking. You're not, you're, like dump, like pulls a chain and dumps a bucket of water on him, right? You're not talking about the the new one. I thought you were talking about the new Footloose. That's one I watched. Uh, what? So good. Oh, what? What's wrong? <laughs> the things that are wrong with you. Fucking, yeah. What, what? What was it that we were talking about? Um. Yeah, with fucking. Um. Shit, Ray, Harry. No, it's a Harry Hanhausen and stop motion. And then uh, you you brought up King Kong, and you're like, yeah, Peter Jackson's King Kong, you bastard. So you have listened to the podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. <It's> a... <laughs> no, no. We were talking about it at PAX, and it just like uh, the only thing that it took Did out of really? that is that, that you... I didn't know that. Wow, just, you, you talk about we talk about claymation a lot apparently between yeah, well yeah we, we we did on that and I said that I didn't want to spend extra money buy movies of, like with puppets I don't, I, don't, I don't pay for that kind of shit I, I need I need CGI wait are you are you CG Yoda versus Muppet Yoda absolutely 
Oh, God. Dude, holy Absolutely. what? Absolutely. I don't care, man. Come at me, bro. I don't care. I, Why? I, I, what? I, I, I pay what for a universe for, for do you exist in where good. that makes sense? Like, because the puppet one looks stupid? What? Look what really stupid. You look looks stupid. super stupid. You look stupid. It looked dumb. The Muppet Yoda actually looks like it's alive. Star Wars is dumb. No, I'm just joking. Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars kind of kind of is dumb. Uh, no, Star Wars is super dumb. But still, like, I I liked it when Yoda was you know a tangible fucking thing, like something that exists in that world, and he wasn't fucking Roger Rabbit, Bob Hoskining all over the place. Like that that that's when like there was a disconnect. Granted, you were able to do more, but shit, dude. Like I don't know, like. Just look at fucking CG Jabba the Hutt versus Muppet Jabba the Hutt, and then and you then you tell me whether or not fucking the Muppet tech w- should have been rightfully replaced. Yes. Fuck you, dude. Pro Muppet. <laughs> Pro Muppet. I know. If they had a Muppet Jar Jar Binks, it may have been a better Jar Jar Binks. No. 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 They, no. You can't. You no, can't apply that, the. You, you can't make that eight. You can't apply the Muppet theory to everything. It just doesn't work that way. All I know is that I can't live next to a CG graphic. But if I wanted to live next to a Muppet, fucking that—that's a real thing that can happen. So fuck Andrew. And hey, wh- I'm. I, I, hey, I hate Muppets. I'm glad. I'm glad Henson's dead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, that got really dark. I'm sorry. God damn. I, that- I apologize to the Henson Foundation. <laughs> they have a foundation. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Probably, you should apologize. I think you should apologize to Sesame Street Workshop, uh, the dude who voiced the Count. I mean, I, I, I didn't watch any of that stuff. Apologize to the guy who voices Elmo, and then go Bert. back to his hotel room. Apologize to Bert when he laughs. <laughs> gotcha. You have a lot of cards to sign. Welcome to Press Pause Radio. We are going to talk about the Oculus Rift, and and so much of the stuffs. We, we, here we go. Ready? You're going, talking. Okay, sure. Yep. So might as well just fucking get him out of the way because, you know, he uh, he hasn't been on the show in a while. We talk about him like he's a thing. But, all the time. Uh, all the time. Yeah, he's, he's an actual thing thing, though. Um, oh. Yeah. So James. James is on the show. I am on Hi, the James. show. You hey. exist. Hey. Hello, everyone. I exist on my own podcast. Critical Fail. I record live on iTunes. God. <laughs> Man, you are you are a shill. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, have no shame. Um, yeah, we still, we're, I'm still, like, constructing stuff to how we can properly, uh, get that promoted or whatnot, because, uh, Stevie's supposed to be on the next canceling show. Canceling it. By canceling it. Yeah, by canceling <laughs> it. <laughs> Stevie's supposed to be on the next show, and then out of nowhere, he's just like, oh, right, and, uh, j- just a heads up, uh, I'm, I'm currently working in the stages of the next indie drum, and I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah. D- didn't you know, I, indie drum's still a thing, Mike. Uh, so Is yeah, 
I, I don't, I, I couldn't, I don't know if you, I don't remember if you called me bloke or mate. That sounds so, good. like, he, yeah. he's, no, he's super British. Like, I, he's uh, Dr. Boop British. So dreamy. So. Yeah. <laughs> he, he really is. Stevie should have been the next Doctor Who. I'm still pushing for it, man. Yeah. There's either, oh, or Gordon Ramsay. Either way, I'll get my money with like it. online petition for it? Yep, sign, sign this. Yeah, and then take it to the Pentagon to fucking to get your agenda pushed. Jesus Christ, did you guys hear about that? No. That the Ben Affleck, like, fucking debacle of him being Batman has angered a select few into actually going to the Pentagon and actually... Uh, currently proposing a bill that would make it illegal for him to ever be batman oh god i hope they detain them i don't know if they can send them to another <laughs> country but i hope they do send them far away yeah i don't i don't god. remember exactly what the resolution was for that but uh... they're they got shot i hope <laughs> jesus honestly i'm okay with him being in the movie i mean anyone that's ever watched the town like i've had so many friends that were hating on affleck becoming batman and then they watched the town and they said, okay, maybe he can do it. Like, I think it's possible. Maybe not 10 years, 15 years ago, Ben Affleck, but now it's a possibility. Yeah, I actually completely For anyone who ever that. actually, like, watched Daredevil and didn't just... And looked at his performance as an individual thing was not bad in Daredevil. That's what no, I, I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. No, it's I mean, pretty bad. I just hate Bullseye and Kingpin. And electric. No, he's not. He's not terrible in that movie. It's just. It's just. He's. Colin Farrell is terrible in everything he does. Uh, no, he's not. He's awesome in that one movie. The one that involves him talking on a phone. He's bad at that one too. No, that's even worse. No, no, no. Phone booth. Phone booth phone is terrible. <laughs> no, uh, I, the the I can't pronounce it, but it's in Bruges. Are you sure that's you're saying that right? I'm not. No, in Bruges. If I if I if I try to say it, are you guys gonna fucking accuse me of saying yes, it wrong? You're gonna, add, you're gonna add three syllables to it. Go for it. <laughs> in in Bruges. In Bruges, dude. If that's the fucking, you owe me an apology. If that's the real pronunciation, <laughs> I I don't know, man. We'll look it up. Just Wikipedia. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, thank you guys, uh, for also expressing because I'm about to embarrass the shit out of them right now. Uh, for downloading that hot, hot Half-Life fucking mod, uh, Red Justice, that we fucking linked in the yes. last show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, everybody, like, uh, Aaron, okay, so we got to hang out with Aaron and Sarah, our buddies from Sunken Treasure, mm -hmm. and I don't know what it was, because we were fucking drinking and talking about God knows what. We, we talked about, like, a myriad of things. It was like summer camp. And... Somehow or other, uh, because Aaron was, like, letting his uh, PC gamer penis show, and he was just, like, fucking just plopped it on the table and was just talking to everybody about, like, his, his basically, experience being a PC gamer and how he, he goes about it. I guess him and, like, his friend who was with us, too, that couple, who... They're also developing a game, and I didn't get their business card, but their game is actually really sweet. I actually want to touch on that real quick. And it's it's going to be a mobile game, and there's other elements to it. But basically, it's it's got elements of Tetris Attack and Bejeweled, except the shapes are are vi retro video game carts. Uh -huh. So like a Famicom cart, a Super Nintendo cart, a Genesis cart, a uh, Neo Geo cart. Like those are clusters. Like that, I thought that was like one of the 
honestly fucking weirdest cool concepts ever and plus never really seen that before so i really fucking wish i got more information probably gonna show note it but anyway um yeah no dude they did, they did this fucking half-life mod and that they 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 threw up on a file share in the half-life modding community and we found like, it custom soundtracks and all that stuff man. yeah i had a custom soundtrack and like uh didn't it have voice work too uh, I think I'm not. 100% I'm yeah. I'm not 100 positive, but we found it, and after we told, after we threatened them with saying, "Hey, we're gonna throw that on the show notes," and uh, yeah, no, I've, I've only gotten positive. I think, to be honest, ironically positive feedback back. But everybody, <laughs> but everybody, I, the loves whole, whole reason for that thing to exist is because it's ironic. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think I might actually apply it to. I, I might purchase Half Life on Steam and and fuck with it myself. I, I think they pretty much just give it to you for free nowadays. Honestly, I don't think they even charge for Half Life anymore. Shit, yeah, it should come free with every time you download Steam. Pretty much, yeah. Like here, here's to get started. Here's all Valve games. I thought they did that with Portal. Uh, they like did that, at one point. I got, I got Portal free with my Steam. Yeah, I think at one point they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, my fucking Steam. Uh, dude, so many different games that uh, that came across for review. But anyway, we didn't even introduce you. You're Andrew. Eh, you I don't need an introduction. Horrible person. I'm apparently I'm terrible, but that's okay. I'm 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 okay with it. No, we just need to fix everything with you that involves movies. Cause we're did you fuck up and you weren't able to like recognize a casino quote? Maybe that's more of the wife's thing. If it's like a Goodfellas casino or godfather reference she can nail it but that's like, that's even stranger you, you, you basically that's have even to stranger like i'm pretty good at like any kind of like edgar wright movie or i i don't know something if it's john cusack then yeah like i'm i'm pretty good but that's about it i'm, I'm pretty limited in my movie knowledge don't call me misogynist for assuming gender roles, but like just the role reversal is hilarious. Oh no, dude! It's no, it's it's exactly what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't 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 do a, a you know second glance on what you're thinking. It's very much exactly what you think. Hey, but okay. So what well, what's the last Edgar Wright movie? It's the 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 world at the an world's end. end. World's yeah. end. It's it's the third movie in the uh, loose trilogy. Well, no, it's it's actual trilogy. They call it now. It's a core. It's the ice Coronado cream trilogy. Coronado. Coronado trilogy. Thank you. Like each each movie has had the the ice cream appear in it, like different flavors, and that's how they name the trilogy. But you know, I love Scott Pilgrim as well. Yeah, I, a, lot, a lot of the stuff he's done has been really good. I think the only Edgar Wright movie that I really, really do not like, I might have to try to give a chance again, was Hot Fuzz. That movie was great. You're you're wrong. <laughs> I, like, I like the last 30 minutes of it. I don't really like the whole thing. Though. Yeah, that, I, it was just it was too dry and too British, man. That, like, I can't well, that's, do that's it. That's even better. That's the whole reason I like it. Uh, I, don't I, I don't know. Cause that's really the thing. British. Like, like the first two seasons of Doctor Who, which I, I'm told like I really need to take with a grain of salt, but I have to watch to appreciate the other one. So, so essentially, I have to apply Final Fantasy 13 mentality to it. Like, uh, give it some time, then it'll get good. Um, it, it just reminds me of British Power Rangers. Like, I what? can't do it. Like, I swear to God, I, I might as well just picture a putty getting on the screen and go, because, like, it's it's so cheesy in, in everything that it, like, I don't know. It's it's not the epic sci-fi that I was expecting. It, it's super cheesy Power Rangers sci-fi. <laughs> well, the like, disconnect you have there, George, is that after a while, Doctor Who does actually get good, and Final Fantasy XIII does not. <sighs> 
God. I, I, I think they're Fall down a well. Okay. Yeah. You wanted me to come you. back. Fuck. <laughs> I'm the bad person. He's the one that's hating on Final Fantasy. Attack him. I yeah. just said that I was glad that Jim Henson died. That's not a big deal. Shut up. All That's not that big of a deal. He's dead. He doesn't care. Oh, <laughs> uh, this, this is the logic. All right, let's well, move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, what we got on tap for the show. Okay. So I figured we would talk about some news. Get, get, get some news out of the way. Talk about a little bit more of uh, PAX video games since all of you has expressed love for the PAX show. And then uh, you guys actually all said... This is the one show where you don't really don't talk about video games. It's 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 more bullshit than video games, which I apologize for. But somehow some Japanese man like brought Seagrams to the event. So like everything went downhill from there. And then and then promptly passed out. And then yeah. And then I suggested the horrible, horrible idea that we chug it. Just oh, that was that I, was uh, wasn't that a hero? Yeah, that, that was, was yeah. Uh, his name was Hiro. Uh, gotcha. He's the one that introduced our show. That's right. Shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> or something. I can't, I can't do it. He, Poor guy. Uh, well, no, he had fun. He had fun. <laughs> sure. I just, man, no. Because I, I, okay, so, because I was just like, dude, let's waterfall it. And then everybody thought, everybody assumed that waterfall meant let's dump a booze into the pregnant woman's beverage. Like, that was like the first scumbag thing that came to everybody's mind when I was just like, yeah, let's waterfall it. And then Sarah even was just like, no, like, fuck all of you guys. No, I would never do it, that. It did mean her, yeah. <laughs> no, waterfall just means just like chug it. Just like, you know, to lift up. And then, I swear to God, everybody like just sacked up and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And like, no, 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 I was just gonna do it. I, I, God. I don't. I didn't know what I started, but it was yeah, bad. That was like. I thought you were making a TLC reference. <laughs> yes, I will be left eye. Yeah, yeah dude, you are our left eye, Lopez. We already. What the fuck? Yeah, we didn't. She died. I could have sworn we talked about how you're our left eye. Yeah, because she's dead. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, so. We're going to talk about some news, events, games, uh, what's in our console proper. Uh, we've got two select fe- uh, select feedback emails we can go ahead and drop out. And then we're going to be talking about the Oculus Rift and just VR gaming as a whole. I got to experience it, and I kind of want to just touch on everybody's like concept of, and what they want out of it. And uh, apparently it's going to be a lot more consumer friendly than we all had originally anticipated. So I feel like it's something... That's worth mentioning. I don't know. Like it kind of fell off the radar and got right back, right got back into the thick of things. So, um, yeah, definitely want to go and touch on all that. So let's, uh, let's go on news. Sure. This sounds good. Okay. So Mighty Number no. Nine's fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. That's great until the Capcom lawyers find out about it. No, I think it's awesome because it's just fucking Inafune saying like, "Well, they won't let me make a Mega Man game, so I'm gonna break away from them and make my own." 
And it's so 100% just a complete ripoff of Mega Man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, understand, it's his, I understand it's his thing, and that's cool. I, that's cool. I want him to do that because I, the Mega Man art style, the Mega Man art is getting a little stale, and Mega Man character design is getting a little stale. So I think it's cool that he's taking a new idea with it, and I can't, I can't wait for this freaking game. I'm so super excited for it. But, man, I'm, I'm surprised Capcom hasn't, gone, hasn't lawyered up already over it. And just uh, give you guys an update right now. We are, as of right now, with 16 days to go in the Kickstarter. We're $58,000. No, I'm sorry. About $57,000 away from console versions. PS3, 360, and Wii U, which is pretty cool. Because I know that was like the one thing that people didn't think or expect was it, it'd reach a console launch. But it looks like it's going to get there. So, pretty cool. Which, you know, that's the thing with all of it. Like, I've always really liked KG's art. And then basically going off forward from three, uh, they've had other character designers kind of like branch out and just expand on his art without his direction. So that's where the Mega Man arts like seven's art style is amazing. Eight's fucking really dumb. Then nine got cool again. And then 10 got really weird between like all the weird themes like Strike Man his sports theme bullshit, and then Sheep Man, and his even weirder stage, which uh, I, you know, I, I was trying to kind of pin a point, uh, what kind of inspiration, and uh, what is it? Why we dream of electronic sheep, or what's that? We dream of why do androids dream of electric sleep? Yeah, why do androids dream of electric sleep? Oh, the sleep? The, the, the Blade Runner thing. Yeah, that that's what Sheep Man is based off of. Oh, huh, cool. Yeah, hmm. really, really weird. That he became a sheep, but I guess sheep was supposed to recognize sleep while everything else was supposed to be Blade Runner as fuck. So, like I, like I said, I, I, I kind of enjoyed some of the creative direction, but I, I will give it to James. I think at this point, it's sort of like, it's kind of hopping at the bottom of the barrel. Somewhat hopping. Uh, but yeah, Mighty Number no. 9 is really just concept art at this point. Like, uh, funny enough, KG, like, he designed, like, a... Uh, he designed a, a, a fucking, like, a still, like, a concept art still of, like, the, the game in motion. And I love it, too, because he had to, like, exclusively uh, disclaim, this is not a screenshot. It is not going to look this beautiful. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, 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 I still, like, funny enough, between, like, the Kickstarter video, which was just, like, ple- like a pleasant Japanese documentary, to... Um, even even like the updates, they they haven't really touched on anything other than the fact that this is going to be a two D side scrolling game that's a platformer and and shooting mechanics like Mega Man, and like that's what worries me is I kind of feel like where James and you are right saying it's a Mega Man ass clone, I I would normally be like no I don't know it's probably going to be different and yet they haven't really talked about what's going to be different in it. There's supposed to be a podcast that's coming out soon that's just going to talk about development. It's going to be called the Mike Diddy Cast. Is, which... uh, is, is, is A4 doing that? Because I heard they were involved. Um, I, I don't know be- if they're actually doing the podcast or what. I believe they are because when we ran into KG Nafune at the Paramount Theater, John Riccardi was there. Okay, yeah. Which I had no idea, but John Riccardi has a mean bald spot in the back. Kind of threw me off. I didn't recognize him at first. Like, he turned around and I saw his face. I'm like, what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got to meet with all those dudes. Um, got to meet I mean, up like, with... 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say we got to meet up with like Fan Gamer and everything. And yeah, I'm pretty sure 8x4. Because like it's it's pretty suspect that they're all palling around at that uh, at the Protoman Theater or well, the Protoman concert. Yeah. Hosted uh, by Capcom. <laughs> exactly. And they were all uh, palling around like the day before his panel, which this yeah. all got announced at. Yeah, um, I'm kind of sad though that I missed that panel. That was like the one panel I actually really, really wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, apparently they gave out a lot of T-shirts, and um, the the fucking number four hundred and twenty, like climbed up to like five thousand dollars on eBay, which I think is kind of disgusting. Mm-hmm. I really hope none of those dudes who won those statues eBay. Smoker them. bro, four twenty boo, <laughs> boo. <laughs> That's the sound you make. That's the sound you make when you're into 420. What are you? What? What is that? I know. What is that? I don't know. We. I. I took it. I took it and I ran with it. <laughs> you, you, you took it and made it into a new character. Yeah. Exclusively on Press Pause Radio, the there fourth chair. Go. Or wait. Yeah. God, I want this guy to review all of our bean games. Bags. The the bean bags. Hmm? This is Beanbag Man. It's new new boss in Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah. So, speaking of Mighty Number no. Nine, so I don't know. It's got like a weird Cyborg Nine uh, uh, feel to it because apparently there's like a bunch of other uh, there's like. They talk about they show off the uh, the prior eight robots and I don't I don't know if they're like they're bad dudes or or they're your good dudes that that play with you I, I don't know again not a lot of information and it's just funny to me that I don't know I think that's just a testament to how good Mega Man is or, or how much people miss Mega Man because when you have the one of the original forces behind Mega Man come out and say I'm gonna make a game. That takes elements from Mega Man, but is its new thing, and it's a side scroller, and here's what it's gonna look like, and that's all he shows, and he he's already gotten over two fucking million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a that's a kind of a testament to uh, I I don't even want to say him, just people missing Mega Man. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I just like the idea that no one's ever gonna make it unless the fans you know do something about it. So I mean it's. Well, it's a shame right, it could be an actual Mega Man game, but I mean, it's about as close as we're gonna get. I'm wondering why Capcom just has like turned its back on the Mega Man franchise. It's just like it, it's like the, one of the franchises that made them in the early days, and they don't want anything to do with it. I I think it's like some stigma that they associate with ten because ten like nine was like the Renaissance. Everybody was just like yeah, and then nine like kind of launched like Mega Man back into relevance, and then ten I. You know, and I, I really wish I reviewed 10 for the site because 10 isn't bad. It really isn't. It's just 10's a little more of the same, which, to be honest, you know, that, that's kind of been Mega Man's MO. It's just that there was always something a little exciting to take away from it. And then 10, like 9 was basically like a almost like a throwback i mean and i mean throwback throwback like they they went back to mega man before he could slide or charge and then the stage design that encapsulated that like around those two fundamentals being removed after like i would say a good 17 years of them being staples in 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 mega man's moveset 
like completely changed the dynamic of it and and legitimately brought back like fucking classic Mega Man. Um, but yeah, ten kind of like then expanded on that in in all these. I don't want to say boring ways, but all these predictable, not so exciting ways. I don't know. I, I, you, you'd just be surprised the charm that you know certain Mega Man had. Like at that show, we got to check out this set called Bit Brigade, and oh, like, dude, the awesome. gimmick. Yeah, it was so sweet. The gimmick with it was um, they would basically be the soundtrack to this dude like speed running Mega Man Two live on stage. Holy shit, man! This dude only really died once too, and I don't. I think he's been good enough to board before where he hasn't died at all. Uh, but he died at Quick Man stage. But this motherfucker was coy as shit. Uh, came across so many extra lives that he just jumped over and be like, "I don't need it." No, <laughs> I, got, I got. I got this, man. I got this. Um, funny enough, though, and I think I'm weird because I'm the only fucking one who does it. I have literally seen no one, and I and I'm using. I'm using the term literally correctly by definition because I I have just never seen it used other than myself. And every time I bring it up, people look at me like I'm fucking Martian. Um, but those elevator segments like in Mega Man 2, you know, like to Crash Man or in Wily stages where you're like on this shifting platform and you're being attacked by those little droids that you have to like shoot. I swear everyone just uses Metal Blade. You know what I do? I just throw on Leaf Shield and stand there. <laughs> Cause they can't touch you. You just yeah. you get you get a free ride. You don't, you don't even have to think. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm gonna, oh, I gotta, I gotta aim my metal blade just right. No, dude. Well, I, he he was smart because he was using like the actual like, what is that? That platform that you have, like that rocket. Oh thing? yeah, dude. Item number two. Everybody uses yeah, item number he, two. I fuck. I never did. Well, that's because I'm terrible at Mega Man. Also, <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible you're, you're at that terrible game. At most games. So. <laughs> yeah, all, all games. I would say actually. It it, it it's okay. I agree. Yeah, what he Shut takes up. out of the games don't, don't ask you. But what's anyway, that? what do you, what do you t- what you take out of the games is what's important. It's what yeah. you take. And I hate all the games that James likes. Really? I like Last of Us. I like hated it. Bioshock Infinite? Uh nope. I like oh, anything with WWE in it. Um, I don't uh, like uh, wrestling. Uh, <laughs> What was I gonna Damn say? You. Um, did you did you guys get? Hey, Andrew, did you get any emails yep. from the dudes that we like drunkenly got into it with at the blacklight party? Who did we who did we get into it with at the blacklight party? Um, that that uh, oh, developer. I, I didn't get email. I have his card though. Yeah, I got emails, and they they listen to the show. They want to come on the show, which is even stranger. Because... Well, I feel bad because he, he was at the Intel booth, and then I totally fucking forgot to go the next day. I yeah. told him I was going to by the booth and I totally forgot. Well, it. even then, there's that dude, too, with, like, the really, like, hot, mouthy, uh, significant other who was also very nice. Um, <laughs> fucking Nick. I just, it's so funny because, like, I got, like, three emails and I could have sworn the only impression that I left on them was that Bioshock Infinite was disappointing. <laughs> that was, like, yeah. the only thing I had to talk about. The impression I had when we were there was that... Those NVIDIA girls had to forcefully hug people. And that oh, was the dude. Biggest, and it was the thing most ever. uncomfortable fucking thing <sighs> I was ever. like, I, I, I don't I don't want to be here for this. Please no, they do. They, dude, they they just set their fucking sights on me. And the whole time. And I, I literally at one point be like, come on, give me a hug. And I, I at one point I was just like, no, I, I'm sorry. I really don't want to hug you. And then yeah. she hugged me it anyway. <laughs> yeah, like that's creepy. Stop it. Yeah, no, Stop it, it, it was dude. It was so like. 
Andrew wanted to laugh so bad because I, I didn't hug her back. I was I was just like this seven year old kid that was being forced to go to church. I I, I just stood there <laughs> and I'm just like, let it be over. And then they're like, oh dude, that that Nvidia PR man. They're just like, hey, we're gonna have a video, and you guys just just shout, just act like you're excited. Just like, come on, it's a game show. Just come on, do it. I was like, God, like help me. It's like you make good video cards. Can we just leave it at that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to see the, these these chicks in tank tops going like, we don't know how to play computers. <laughs> well, okay. I don't think it was that bad. It's just... It, I thought it was. The thing that boggled my mind, too, is I thought PAX had like a very strong anti... Well, they weren't booth babes, but they were... I feel well, like it, they it, were it, being it, used. It, 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 well, yeah, it's fucking PR getting around that because Penny Arcade has a strict no booth babe policy, but they always find a fucking dumb way to get around it, like after parties and... Well, they're not booth babes. They're just girls. They're dressing like polos, but they're really super hot. You know, it's just like no. Ugh. They were all in Nvidia fatigue, wearing the Nvidia uh, shirts. Yeah, it was. Um, it was yeah. really uncomfortable. It was yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. Um, you know what else is uncomfortable? My Dick my my erection was being a thing really again. uncomfortable. What? Dick wolves being a thing again. That was I a don't thing again for like that. a hot minute. I don't want to go into that. Dick wolves. <sighs> Wait, I don't know what wolves are. You what? You yeah. haven't heard of any of that? No, you don't want to. I I kind of want to tell him about it because it's a thing. Uh, it it is a serious thing. It will be, and then we'll this will be the whole podcast. Nope. <laughs> I no. I'll 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 keep this shit on track. All right, all right. Give him the cliff notes then. All right, cliff notes. Last year, uh, no, no, it was 2011, right? Uh, yes, two years okay, ago. Okay, yeah, two years ago. So this is the thing that's been going on for two years. Two years ago, uh, there was a well, comic based off of uh, WoW, which Penny Arcade has always done. Um, and they were basically talking about the ludonarrative dissonance of uh, MMO quests, how you only need a certain number of things, and that you know, you're know you technically like a very selfish hero with an agenda when you, when you come across like situations where you're supposed to be like this. Anyway, I, I'm kind of getting into semantics. The joke involved the dude saving five slaves... Um, uh, and that's it. And then he, he saved his five slaves and one of the slaves was just like, please, you have to take me with you. Like, you have no idea of like every fucking day's swirling torment of pain. And at night we're raped by the dick wolves. Um, and then the dude's just like, I only need five slaves, man. Come on. No, I'm sorry. I can't take you. And, and then the dude like grabs is like, come on, man, don't make this weird. I, I gotta go. Let me go. And like, it, it was, I, I laughed at it. I thought it was funny. However, the, the the connotation that came with the fact that the dude made a rape joke and in the expense of humor because he was raped by dick wolves became this huge thing. Like, I'm talking huge thing. Like, it upset several people. Um, and to be honest, I don't think I've ever really expressed this. I fucking then I'm rude because I have uh, fucking I have a text message. But anyway. Uh, yeah, hey, so, I, I didn't think the joke was really that offensive, I felt like in, in the, in the light of the fiction that it was going to, like, it was funny, and, you know, call me a terrible person, in, in, in that situation, I, I'm very much at, like, Louis C.K. about it, like, I respect boundaries and whatnot, but sometimes you, you go for the sake of offensive material because, you know, you, you learn, that's how you learn to laugh about it, like, if you lose a loved one and then you make jokes at their expense when you reminisce about them, I think that's healthy 
Because, again, it depends on your nature with them. Like, that that's how... I think that's human nature. That's how we cope or look at something. We turn it into a joke. It's just, you know, there... I guess there's a delivery. There's a way to go about it. And even then, if you upset people, then, you know, you got to respect that. Uh, Mike and Jerry didn't. Man, they fucking took that thing really far. I don't know uh, if you can really lump Jerry into it. It seemed like it was more of a Mike thing throughout yeah, the whole well, thing. But you know what? Jerry silently stood by Mike. Yeah, well, yeah. Of it was definitely a Mike thing. I will agree with that. But Jerry, like, Jerry wasn't exactly disassociating himself. Mm. I don't, I, I can understand where, I, I, you know, he probably couldn't. To be honest, everybody's always talking about, like, the, you know, how Penny Arcade lately, that they've been jerks. But, like, yeah, you're right. It's always been kind of, it's always kind of went back to Mike. Because, like, I don't know. But anyway, long story short, because I think I kind of went more into detail than I was intending. Um, they released a subsequent comic afterwards talking about how, like, they didn't want their comic to influence anybody to go out and rape. So please do not go out, go back out to the world and rape no more. And they're just kind of making light of the situation. And just, like, the fires kept getting stoked. And then they made Dick Wolf's merchandise. And and then the merchandise got out of hand and people were still arguing about it. And then at one point when people were talking about how they didn't want to go to PAX anymore, uh, Mike pulled the merchandise. And then Dick Wolves went away. It was like a thing that wasn't talked about. But keep in mind, like this was a thing that was being talked about for like two years. Okay, recently at the most recent PAX on Monday, they had a Q&A panel with Robert Koo and Jerry and Mike and everything. And one of the uh, panel, uh, one of the dudes who visited the panel asked, like, what's the one thing that you regret doing with uh, Penny Arcade? Uh, and Mike responded, pulling the Dick Wolves merchandise and caving in. So that kind of brought that whole thing back in the light. And, like, he was kind of going at it again. And, like, I don't know, man, it had some fallout. Like, Jim Sterling straight up said, I'm not doing packs at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, I guess that was the last straw for him. Um, even then, like, you know, one of my favorite like developers, like I'm I'm about to write and drop the review like this week, a gone home. They they are already like they they were supposed to be a part of Indie Mega Booth, which would have been amazing. Like I admire their principles and, and them sticking to it, but the whole transgender controversy earlier this year with Mike too, they're just like, We we can't do it. We'll stick to GDC and stuff. Which was a real shame. Cause you know, and like, but they're gonna be at Indiecade, which is awesome. So is Samurai Gun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Indiecade. Um, but yeah, that's Dick Wolves. I don't, there hasn't even really been a picture of uh, the Dick Wolves other than a wolf. So I don't know. It's just that. That <sighs> does. I mean, you explain that to me. I mean, I mean, they're a comedy website, right? They they write comedy, so. Yeah, but that that was the that was the comic that everybody took offense with. I mean, there were there was another website that uh, made merchandise based off of the Dick Wolves merchandise that says uh, I'm I'm a Dick Wolf survivor. I remember. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you! Bad. That's I know. I'm so sorry. Laugh. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> whoops. No, but like they were trying to they were trying to make a point that like I don't know that it was it was just like basically trivializing that whole thing was i don't know just lately everything kind of i don't know game games journalism and games opinion like i i don't know i got really angry with frank cefaldi and lee alexander yesterday because i thought they were 
being fucking to be completely honest and I, I called them both out on it in the most respectful way but I thought they were being pretentious assholes and like Lee didn't respond but Frank did and I'm glad I was talking to Frank about it but they they said like some really shitty things about the human angle piece on Cho- Jessica Chobot and granted I've I've like I've expressed on several occasions like how I don't really care for Jessica Chobot and in, in like how she got into the industry and all that and then actually get to you know read a, a lot of insightful things like because that's the feature that it was it was the human angle feature and you know people are trivializing it and still kind of giving her shit but I enjoyed it and I thought it was really well done people are talking shit about how they barely talked about daylight but she did talk about daylight and she talked about how she went into it and then there's a video there's a video companion to the piece where she actually shows off like a lot of the places that like inspired her writing and like Frank Safali just like I just read the text I didn't watch the video how the hell do you criticize something when when you don't fully check out the feature that that's one thing that really threw me off but yeah just people and their opinions man video games that's another thing I want to touch on you guys ready for this no no have you guys heard about this have you guys seen this alright so you sound like Jay Leno sometimes is what yeah. I'm getting at. I wow, really? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Ouch. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Okay. But anyway, well uh, I yeah, I would rather be Letterman. Anyway. Um or fuck, I'd rather be Jimmy Fallon at this point. I'm Jimmy Fallon. I'll I'll give that to you. Okay. I'm good. Conan O'Brien. You're Craig Ferguson. Yeah, you're Craig Ferguson. Fuck I'm no fine. one. I don't think anybody can be Conan yeah, O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows you're still on TV. I'm fine with Craig, Fer- Craig Ferguson. Okay. Yeah, Conan O'Brien. Like him, or she likes me. Now, if we were, if we're gonna talk about CG, like the the CG work that they do in Conan O'Brien's hair is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so realistic. So it's so free flowing. But um, anyway, yeah. So uh. Man, I I got to see some real ugliness yesterday, uh, and it's, you know, it's it the whole thing is funny, and like that's the thing you're supposed to laugh about it, but like the comments and stuff that came like the, the vitriol that came out of the community from it initially was really fucking frightening. Um, but anyway, uh, so there's this new uh, meme where basically they take the last paragraph, the last section of a polygon. A review and they edit it for upcoming games uh, and they leak uh, polygon reviews. <laughs> so yeah. like they did that for Grand Theft Auto. There's like people lost their shit, dude. Yeah, there's like three different versions, but the one that people lost their shit about was um Danielle or having either Danielle or Tracy Lian, which yeah. I didn't even know that she was uh, interning at Polygon, which is weird. But yeah, that how they express how the there's a lack of. Uh, like diversity, especially among like homosexual or female representation and protagonists, and like how that really hurt Grand Theft Auto, and and like how she gave it a seven. Yeah. Like, and this is all fake because like fucking Bus Pits is the one that's uh, fucking reviewing it, which will be dropping this Tuesday. I, I love how they're like, you know, well, it was a fake review, but the response to it was 100% real. Yeah, that's how. And like, you want to talk about a toxic community? Holy shit. It was really fucking bad. The GTA like, fans are terrible. Yes, they are. They yeah. they they out like they outrightly claim like we are 13-year-olds and up straight heterosexual males. We don't need none of that. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Did, um, did you see the video of the 11-year-old losing his shit cuz no! he bottom the game? 
Oh man, yeah, it's amazing. There's a video. It came up like late last night, early this morning. It's an 11 year old in France who I guess his parents bought him a copy. They were selling it early, you know, like like some store like sold it, you know, before they were supposed to. There's there's and the, the, and, the kid, for... and, 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 and the kid's crying like he just got a fucking Charizard card, <laughs> you know, like it's amazing and uh, it, it's incredible. And it's like the the guy that posted the video is like, well, I'm I'm pissed because two reasons. One, like the game shouldn't have been sold so early because you know it's street dated. And then the kid's losing his shit. He's not mature enough to even handle a game like that because he's losing his shit over having a game. It's like, why are parents buying their kids this game? But Courtney's a teacher, and I, I told her straight up, like, expect kids to be calling off on Tuesday. Like, their parents will call them off so they can go play Grand Theft Auto. And that's, yeah. No, Thanks, but what, parents. <laughs> what's funny to me is that, there, dude, there's a quest for people looking for stores to break street date. Like, it's it's the quest for 7-Eleven, almost. Yeah. <laughs> like... They're oh. around too. There's there's a few that have already done it. So. I, yeah, there there was a no, but they outright like there was one that was like outright advertising it on Facebook on their Facebook wall. Yeah, saying we got it. Fuck we... you, Rockstar. Rockstar will come after you. Yeah, they dude, will Rockstar, send people after you. They dude, they, they have face. the scariest PR. I can only yeah, imagine do. what their fucking litigation and attorney is like. And you gotta respect a company that like is so big and so like just like fuck it, we're Rockstar. They don't show up at conventions. Have you ever once seen Rockstar at a convention? Yes. I never have. Yeah. Remember, I did that preview at Max Payne 3. Guess what happened? Oh, yeah. I did see L.A. Noir at PAX, didn't I? Yeah. And then you oh. saw and then you saw Max Payne 3. But, you, yeah, there was no no Grand Theft Auto. At all. No Grand Theft Auto no. at all. Nowhere. Really weird. I thought I saw it at, like, a PC booth, but I was mistaken. Um, in fact, did you also hear about that? That there's a boycott for the PC version to it's not It's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen. It, it, it's a Rockstar game. They always, like, wait six months and then port it to PC. Yeah, but why do people not want it to happen? I'm sure they do. I don't see why they wouldn't. No, there's a boycott the... for it not to happen. Uh, who knows? PC Master Race. <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand that. Like, that yeah. boggles my mind. Um, uh, but yeah, no, those comment like... Uh, at one point, and then, like, I think what was funny is two things were being picked apart. Either uh, <laughs> uh, 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 that there was no homosexual representation um, or female representation. The females were regulated to the um, the quote-unquote um, uh, streetwalker roles that they, they've been, or, like, the, the provocative, like, the shallow provocative roles that they've been in, in prior GTAs. Have, have kind of been regulated to that and, and this is in the faux pas review and that it just doesn't match up with the creativity of saints row four holy shit Ooh, that God. that is what really in there and then like that's when they're like saints row it. four is a better sandbox game to get this year holy uh, shit and and then amazing. like what's funny is that they were going back and quoting that review which apparently polygon gave it a nine i didn't even realize that um because I'm I'm working on saying I'm working on a lot of fucking fucking shit. But anyway, just be like uh, Saints Row Four has dubstep gun, ten and a half out of ten. Yep. Or no, we 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 don't do a ten. Uh, five and a half out of five. Five and a half out of five. No, we can do ten and a half out of five. Spinning yeah. dragon kick out of Hadouken. I'm I'm totally <laughs> do do that do that do all that. That's what you birkin dokin. <laughs> Fuck it. That stutter, like, I'm joking. <laughs> I'd play that Street Fighter. 
Yeah. If, if which, they, they all just stuttered when they attacked, that'd be amazing. Speaking of which, <laughs> we got to play, yeah, we got to, at GameWorks, we got to play with, uh, we got to play Street Fighter 3 against Chad James, a screw attack. Man, that guy really is, like, that guy is no joke with video games. He really is, like, too fucking good at video games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was a, that was was a pleasure and a humbling he was, he was experience. Put, he, was, he was putting on a clinic. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was fucking quite a humbling experience. But anyway, yeah, it's just really scary at this point. Just like the vitriol that fucking comes with, like sharing opinion over the web anymore. Like I don't know, it's just me. I just even like even like three years ago, I would say that like just sharing opinion was a, just a much more wholesome experience. It was like like we were able to like look within ourselves and be able to debate. And and just seeing like that shit. I mean, the the Dragon's Crown fiasco, which like you know, to be honest, I don't one hundred and ten percent agree with that review. However, I see the merits and the points brought up, and you know, I it also didn't just you know attack the art style and the visual representation. But like, you, I I like that you know. M- Polygon isn't looking at whether or not like they they're not just accepting can is this a good game anymore. They're ex- they're looking at it is is this a a good source of media? And I think that's what people are losing their shit over just because, you know, a game's a game, but that's the thing. We don't want a game to be a game anymore. We want it to be more. That that was the whole point of us getting to this point. I, I would assume the the whole point of advancing so much. I, you guys see where I'm coming from with that, right? Agreed. I, I I do, but sometimes a game can be a game, and sometimes it, well, yeah, it should be. I mean, I mean, like they're gonna be dumb and they're gonna be fun, but I mean, I I think it's it gets back to like the whole like art, you know, like games are art kind of debate. I mean, it kind of goes into that. Like, I, sometimes they should be taken seriously, but then they're for every like game that should be taken seriously, there should be the game where it's just like, well, what the fuck ever, who cares? Yeah, but supposed I, to be dumb. I, I'm, I'm also... I, I, I honestly think you should be able to have both. I mean, I, I think we we are able to have both. It shouldn't be like a, a min or a max discussion. It shouldn't be like one or the other. Absolutely agreed. Mm-hmm. I, I like dumb video. Hell, dude, Shovel Knight, Saints Row Four, like dumb games for the sake of being dumb. Yep, I I like that. Speaking of dumb games, let's talk about what we've been playing. And sure, James. <laughs> James, I need some. I've been playing. Yeah, what a... what's in your all, console? All the what's dumb in games. My console. Um, I don't really know if I've played a lot of really new stuff in the past. I don't two care since I've been on here. You don't, don't care. Don't care. Tell me if you've been playing some Tiger handheld shit. If you've been, if you fucking popped in your R zone so you can play some Batman Forever, I want to know about it. Holy fuck! No. Um. No. I uh. I've been playing Tales of Zillia a lot lately. I finally. It's been sitting on a shelf, got it for my wife, and she hasn't wanted to play it at all, so I just decided, hey, I'll pop it in and play it. I ain't got nothing else to do right now. I really, really like it. Like, I really like it. It's really fun. Uh, did you guys ever play, like, Tales of Vesperia or anything like that? You know, those older Tales games? 
I never got very far, but I've played Symphonia and Vesperia. Vesperia? I, I played Vesperia yeah. a little bit, not too much. It was just it felt like more of the same. And to be honest, I was that was during the time that like Namco was like fucking up DLC really bad between uh Beautiful Katamari and that and the fact that like people could actually buy progress in that game. I don't know. I kind of I, I found the whole thing kind of distasteful, so it kind of soured my look at it. Well, I, I don't um, even know if that content's still up on the market, to be honest. I think they took it down. Eh. Well, I mean, like, because they, they do a lot of different stuff with, uh, I think, Vesperia than... No, I'm sorry. There's too many fucking Tales games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zillia. There you go. Um, the combat, I think, is, is probably the most different it's been in quite some time. Because they added they added this link system in where so you've got you've got your party members, right? And by pressing like one one of the directions on the D pad, which corresponds to whichever party member is down there at the bottom, you can link with them. And what they'll do is they'll 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 basically stick to you and they'll prevent you from getting back attacks, and then they'll give you like an, an assist ability. Like either you'll take less damage from magic attacks or or uh, you'll they'll steal something if you knock your enemy down. So each different each different party member has a different link ability. And then what you can also do is when you use one of your arts attacks, which is like your special attacks, you um, if you have this meter built up enough, you can do basically like a, a a chain art, which is a more powerful art. And then like you can and each character has different ones, and and the and the chain art is different depending on what art you use before you select the chain art. So the, the combat, it feels like it's a lot deeper. And plus, you can also change out your party members now in the middle of a battle. So, like, if you want, if you don't like the guy that you have in currently, you can switch it out for your other magic caster as opposed to having this, this heavy-duty, yeah. like, melee guy in. I so mean, it kind of has... Does it feel like at, one, at any point that you're using, like, too much of the one character? Like, you said that they kind of have those linking abilities or they, like, you know, kind of give you assists in battle... I mean, do you ever find like that you're using just one character predominantly, or or does it give you opportunities or reasons to switch it up? Um, I mean, there are like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, because each each person that you're linked with, they'll have like they'll be good against a certain type of enemy, like um, mm. uh, a speed type or a strength type. Like each one will be best against this specific type. So it'll be a so like if you've got a character that guards a lot, one of the uh, guys, Alvin, he breaks guards, so you can bring him in, See, and he'll break the guard on the guy. I I think that's good because I think a lot of RPGs have that where you're never really using like all the characters. Like, I always feel like I'm always like constricted to using only specific characters because they're you know just I just level them up more than than well, other characters. Like like Persona's doing that where I never really use like Yukiko. You know, yeah. I'm always using like Chie or, or Yosuke. It's like I never use her, but she's supposed to be my healer, but I never use her. And it's yeah, just like, and that, I, I, I feel like this, you know, an RPG should give you reasons to use everyone in the party. And that's what was really good about Ten's combat system. Only Waka hit flyers. Um, Titus hit, like, the fast, speedy-type enemies. Mm. Aaron took care of, like, the guys with, like, heavy armor and did armor breaks and stuff. So, I mean, it's it, it allows you to switch out party members more. I mean, it's not to that extent, I think. Because yeah. you can still, you can still wait, wait. I can still wait into a guy that's blocking and just not worry about it and still beat the crap out of him. So it's not required. Maybe on a higher difficulty, I'll have to take advantage of that more because uh, I'm just playing it on normal right now. Mm -hmm. 
So maybe on a higher difficulty, you'd have to take advantage of that. But it still makes the combat system just more fun and more fresh. It, yeah, it kind of lets you customize. I mean, kind of like, you know, like, like kind of mix it up and do different things. It just, you know, you're not really held to one specific way of doing it. Yeah, and, and the cool. level, yeah, the level up system is very similar to Ten's uh, Sphere Grid, though not as customizable, I guess you would say, because yep. it's Aww. it's like a spider web. It's like a spider web that expands out. Okay, and I, can, at, I can handle that. Yeah, and as as you as you like uh, as you unlock orbs and go around in a circle, it it just keeps expanding out. I just find myself just filling in the filling in the one area I'm at, then go it'll expand, filling in the other area, then it'll expand. So all of my characters, I don't focus on a specific type. Like I'm not focusing on attack power and vitality. I'm I'm just filling out everything. Mm-hmm. So all my characters are kind of more balanced that way. They tend to have less hit points, I think, than what they would if I just focused on a single area, but. But it's it's really fun. The story is you know your normal lamo story stuff, you know Japanese tropes all abound. Uh, so the one thing that I like that nobody really talks about at all with um, Tales games that I actually really really liked and I don't remember them doing other than Beyond Symphonia is the fact that it, there's multiplayer in it. You can actually have other people play other party members. Yeah. Like, yeah, is that did they bring that back or is that Yeah, in? that that's still there. There's four player co-op. You can have four people playing as each individual character in the party. Nice. Yeah, I mean the the combat is 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 really fun. I mean it works that way cuz it's like it's action combat. Cuz cuz you actually are pressing buttons to do your attacks and stuff. So it's 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 got a really a much better combat system than just you know your standard turn-based combat system. At least it keeps it a lot more interesting. Uh, I I played through the entirety of Vesperia as Dana's co-op partner, so she she played through Vesperia herself, and I just would basically get in there on battles and just fight with her. So it's really cool to have that there, and it's got and uh, they did something different with uh, I think Vesperia had an overworld, you know, like the classic overworld style. This is more like. Uh, Ten. It's almost like they're kind of copying ten in a lot of ways because ten it has zones that you're going through, and and you can like fast travel through an over through like a map that you have. You can pick an area and fast travel to it. But but if you're just traveling through the world, there's like zones, and each zone has like three exits. That'll take you to a different zone. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's still got that same. It's no um no random battles. You're still running into enemies. And so if you clear out if you clear out an area of enemies, there's no more enemies in there, so you have to exit and come back in order to reload the enemies. So it, it takes out some of that uh you know, the random battles that annoys a lot of people. And there's this really cool um you can kind of customize the look of your characters too, because you can get these like items that you can like put on your character and you can adjust like the size, color, where they are on the character. Um like I got a guy who's got like aviator glasses and gigantic eyebrows. <laughs> he's got like this little, he's got like this little dragon stuffed animal that just floats next to his head. I made it float next to his head. Sure. And you can and you can attach you can attach like I think four items to each character, and you find them you find them around the world. It's pretty it's pretty cool. I I really I really do enjoy it. It's uh it's I mean it's not doesn't have a serious narrative or anything like that that you're gonna. It's not gonna be this is better than Last of Us, better written than everything. No, it's not anywhere near that. It's just uh, it's just a fun RPG. I think it's a it's probably one of the better JRPGs to come out recently. Well, see, and that's the thing too because one of the JRPGs that's honestly really impressed me like recently um, mm-hmm. was Time and Eternity. 
And like it impressed me for very small things that I can understand. I can see get repetitive. Like that's a thing. Uh, like going around on the overworld and then doing side quests and the aesthetic. That's what gets old with me in a JRPG real quick. I don't know what it is, but like, you know, f- fucking crafting a world. Like, I feel like somewhere along whatever uh, fucking rule set or, or whatever standards or fundamentals that people build upon when it comes to crafting a game of this sort is that that, that kind of gets lost or, or prioritized in a way that it shouldn't just because, like, all the worlds just feel very static. And, like, the Tales games always try to, you know, really focus on scenery and stage design. Mm-hmm. But... You know, it kind of fell to JRPG tropes. In Time and Eternity, it's, like, really bad. Like, the worlds are fucking... In fact, when you walk around and whatnot, the look of it's cool. Like, Time and Eternity is more or less, like, you really want to play it because you're, uh, like, a super anime fan. Like, that that has all the anime conventions you can think of. And people, like, did not like it for that. But I feel like that's dumb because you should really know, like, that... that it, it just, just at first glance, like, you can tell that that's something that's a motif they're going for Mm -hmm. but the one thing that i really really enjoyed about time and attorney is the battle system so because basically the battle system is fucking punch out meets uh punch out with punch out mechanics from a pokemon perspective and pokemon like elements like and and it has rhythm like a punch out like just just that whole sentence alone like I, I, I would honestly like to believe would intrigue anyone to play it. It plays out like that. I it can get repetitive, but it's exciting at times. So like I don't know. I like I like it when JRPGs try to think outside the box, but I feel like all they do that with is with battle systems. Like I feel like that's the merit of JRPGs lately, is like how is the combat gonna be? When I feel like as a whole, all of it should be looked at. So I'm I'm glad that like the Tales games kind of worked around towards refining all of that in Zillia. Um, mm-hmm. What was the last one that they re- like on PlayStation Three? They released a F version of it. It was Tales of Graces F, which was really bad. Ah, yeah, so it Tales- was. It wasn't very good. I mean, the story the story on this one is at least passable, and the characters are likable enough that that you can move forward on it. I watched Dana play Tales of Graces a little bit, and I didn't want to play that at all. The characters were boring and stupid. I didn't like any of them. I mean, that's the good thing about Vesperia. Vesperia had also a, a good cast of characters, and that's what makes or breaks a JRPG is whether or not you like the cast of characters or not. Um, as long as they don't hit that, that like, goofy... that If they go too far into the Japanese goofy trope, I mean, that's kind of what makes makes breaks every JRPG is the characters. I mean, that's well, why Persona's so good is because every character in Persona is amazing. Uh, I like it when they get too goofy with it, though. I really do. You gotta have some of that goof. You you do and I and I enjoy the goof to a point, but if you've got uh, what what who's a good example? Um, Vanille. Yeah. Is downright just horrible. One of the worst RPG characters I can ever. Oh imagine. man, that 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 fucking horse like horrible. <laughs> She's fucking terrible, and her and Hope both, and that's one of the reasons I hate Thirteen so much is because the, there's no redeeming characters in that entire game. Besides, I think Zaz is the only character I really like in that game. That's and the only, yeah. I don't know. I really like Zaz, and I like Hope. Vanille, not oh, so much. God. I really liked Hope. The only character, honestly, out of that entire cast that I don't care for too much is Snow. I don't so, like Snow. I don't like Hope. Lightning, you can't like. If you call her a like female her. cloud, I'll lose my shit because that's what oh, that's no, like she, everybody's she, go-to comment. She well, she 
is a female Cloud, but I'm not going to use that as a comment because, well, she has the same characterization as Cloud. She doesn't talk very much. She just punches Snow in the face, which is why I like her. When Snow starts talking too much, she punches him in the face and walks away. But anyway, Tales, Tales of Zillia. Check it out. It's good. It's probably <laughs> one of the better Tales games to come out in a while. Sounds like. I mean, you've perked my ears. I don't know. Yeah. The Tales games, I feel like they kind of just follow this very stagnant formula. So, And it gets it gets going really fast, too, because you like fight. You, you will start fighting stuff and be in a dungeon in like 20 minutes, as opposed to like two hours before you're in a dungeon. I don't know. They're they're remaking. They're doing a remake and they're doing other stuff, but they're re uh, releasing the Tales of Symphonia games, both that one and the sequel for the Wii. Uh, they're re releasing that on PlayStation Three. So yeah, I, I really I really that, like Symphonia. Yeah, I heard I heard that Symphonia was really good. I never played it though. What? No, I never What's played with you. Was it on GameCube? Yes. I never had a GameCube. What? Yeah. Why? Because there's nothing inter- interesting me really on the don't GameCube. Don't you fucking? That's I'm, wrong. That's what totally wrong. Everything Mario is wrong Sunshine? in that state. Uh, you're gonna play. Wait. So wait. Are he, is he asking us to name him GameCube games? Yes. I Ultimate yeah, Muscle, Super Mario Sunshine, Le- Warrior Ultimate World. Muscle, Legends versus New Generation. Okay. Best game ever. Bullshit. Dude, Dark Sky. Mario Sunshine is bullshit. Um, what? Wait. 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 Hold on. Did you just say yeah. Super Mario Sunshine is bullshit? And yes. what grounds? It is the worst 3D Mario game. What the fuck is wrong yes. with you? How and why? It's one of the best I, ones. Because that fucking dumbass backpack and the, and all the ancillary characters in that fucking game are stupid. That entire island is dumb. That The people they introduce on that island is dumb. And that watered pack is dumb. Dude. Dumb. The best Mario games are the Galaxy games. And simple. Plain and simple. No. Yes, I know there are some good games on. I love the Metroid Prime games. I love... Uh, Dark Sky. It's an RPG about Skittles. And it's amazing. Oh, God. Uh, they released Skies of Arcadia on it, which is good. Uh, they um, Custom Robo, I think that's on there. I kind of yes, like Custom yes. Robo is amazing. Yes, it has good games, but I just didn't... I just had no reason to buy it. I mean, that that I think the GameCube is kind of where I started to get tired of Nintendo always doing the same thing over and over again. That's where Nintendo and, didn't do the same thing and, over and over again. And That's... I I didn't I didn't like Wind Waker. Fuck. Get out of here, <laughs> Andrew. Get out of here. Leave. Where is your gun? <laughs> like very much, right? Yeah, yeah where is that exactly. gun violence we keep hearing associated with video games? I want it. Don't worry, I'll, I'll 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 see him later. I'll I'll make yeah, sure put I it on the table. Stuff them in, stuff them into like a. Pipe I don't know. Song. I, I, I haven't really liked liked a Zelda game in a while because they're the same. I you, we you remember we remember I, the Nintendo talks. Yeah, I oh, let's but hey, get away from that before I get too far into I hate Nintendo again. Well, hold on, I you know because I can somewhat agree with you because like you know fucking Skyward Sword all that didn't really impress me. You really, absolutely one hundred and eighty percent need to get Link Between Worlds. It will completely change your view. It, I that, swear that's, to the, that's the like direct sequel to Link to the Past. Yes, and it's right. really... Dude, it was one of my like most impressive games from back. I mean, I haven't played a Zelda game in a while. Um, the last Zelda game I played and loved was Darksiders, so... Uh, so okay, it's been a while. You're a piece of shit, <laughs> James Wells. You are a fucking human piece. I of saw shit. what you did there. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh, because <laughs> uh, it's a Zelda game. Just yes, with, it is. Just heavy, with heavy, just made out of a heavy metal album cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I'll probably play Link Between Worlds. Uh, another game I've been playing. Shit. I, I played a, 
I played a uh, Ducktales remastered. That's what it is. Yep, I played that for review as well. I'm actually that review is going up tomorrow. What did you? Tomorrow. What did you think of it? What did you think of it? I really liked it, and I really liked it because it's based around this in the, this ideal, and that that's what I really wanted to express. That WayForward didn't just want to bring out the game. They essentially the DuckTales remastered. It's catering to two audiences. It's catering to people who remember the game because, believe it or not, there are people who have played DuckTales, never watched the cartoon. And that's a fucking shame to me. But they basically tried to capture all the ideals of the, of the game and the cartoon. I mean, during I understand that it's a little saturated with exposition when it comes to story. It's very but, saturated with exposition. Yeah, but like some of it's really good. If they can cut it down a little bit. It would have been perfect. It just it went it went a little too far. But like hearing familiar like tones like that that orchestrated like that that fucking that just hearing that and then seeing the Beagle Boys break into the money bin brought back like and, and the fact that it was you know I got to see Bouncer, I got to see Burger, I got to see Big Time all like had like share this fucking cavalcade of of exchange between Flint Heart and and fucking Scrooge, like, that was captured immaculately. And then they do that in honor with the game. The cutscenes in between stages and before and after stages, awesome. I, I still stand by it because, again, it built a lot of what makes an episode of the cartoon amazing. Like, they, they tried to really capture, like, each stage is like an episode of the cartoon. What was too and much was, like, you grab an item exposition you you deliver an item exposition you come across something exposition too and much no, of that. and there's but there and there's no sense of discovery in the game because it's like you should go here and get this okay so you don't want me to explore the level and find it no go here it's right here on the map go get it well I right mean, because that's... people actually wanted that though because you have to understand like that that was not a feature in in ducktales so like people got lost in in you know i didn't mind the map I didn't, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't mind the map, no, but I mean that's that's just some of the. I mean, there's they could have just told you it's in this area instead of pointing you to the exact spot it's at. Uh, the exposition's all right. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the show. I mean, I, I watched the show. I like the show. I enjoyed it. I, I'm not a huge gigantic fan. I love the fact that you can swim in the money bin. Yes, that, that is, is the awesome. best. That is the fucking best. Like right away, I lost my shit and did that alone for like just fucking five minutes. It's that that's really great. Um, I like I like seeing like some of the characters I love. I love Launchpad McQuack. I like Gizmo Duck is back. I love that. But is is Mount was Mount Vesuvius that level? Was that level in the original game? No, that was added. Okay, because the only the two the levels that were added were Mount Vesuvius and the Money Bin. It's the worst level. It's and, and, mm, you're just I, bad I at it. I, <sighs> I, I probably am. Um, well, there's just some. There seems to be some technical problems. There's some hitbox issues with it, uh, like where, like how, like where it determines whether or not Scrooge hits something with his cane or not. You like have to you be on top of everything. You cannot hit anything from a side. That that yeah. was the same rules from the first game. If you if you even come at an angle, like let's just say, like uh, uh, for example, most everything that you're gonna hit has a head. So, well, now that I think about it, most any living thing should have a head. But uh, fucking semantics. So, 
if you try to pogo stick it from the temple or like in like its forehead or whatnot, you're more than likely going to get hit. If you do it directly from the top, you're fine. So yeah, that, but then that, there, that's but then that hitbox. But, but then there's sometimes where I'll kind of hit it a little off center, and I'll still get it, and then I'll hit it off center, and I won't get it. Yeah, it, I, the off center is it, the point is it's never meant to be a guarantee that you're taking a risk. It's always guaranteed when you do it from the center, from the from the tip to top of the head. And I also would have preferred if they did it all 2D instead of 2D with 3D backgrounds. I really strange. liked it though because it was all I don't know. There are certain the only times where like the juxtaposition of the 3D elements didn't clash so well with like the 2D hand drawn because like the backgrounds are mostly hand drawn with some 3D elements. Like, platforms worked and everything. It's the treasure chests. Treasure chests always stuck out, and it was always kind of awkward. But I always thought that was intentional because, again, they, 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 they have such a pop on the screen that they just create more incentive to fucking go after them. But, yeah, no, everything that they've done, I think a little bit, too, was um, some of the boss fights were because um, they, they super beefed up, like, all the boss fights. Yeah, but the patterns are really easy, so they're not really that difficult. Uh they 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 are not difficult, but some of them like they're like magic of the spell. Like she is like it's funny to me. She is the hardest boss out of that game, not the last boss. She has the most varied up patterns and she takes the most pogo stick hits. She takes like a good sixteen whaps to the fucking dome. Yeah, she takes a lot of pogo stick hits. Yeah, you know? so like it's really funny that she is the hardest boss and, and not because like the hardest bo- like the last boss takes like eight, eight, eight versus sixteen. So it's it's just weird to me. And plus, like she she has like an insane pattern. The the last boss has like three frames to their pattern. The thing that uh, I actually was kind of not so happy about was, um, lo- like okay, hard pogo is an option. So I I like that. But I will say this: yeah, the sense of discovery is lost, which I don't mind so much, but the linearity, it's just been made way more linear. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, like, you get a selection of levels, for example, but back uh, in the original DuckTales, if, for example, you went to Transylvania first, or you tried to do Transylvania, unless you went to the African mines prior to get an item that will help you get through Africa or Transylvania, you couldn't beat Transylvania. So, like, I liked options like that, like in in Ducktales two, which we recorded some vid for. I'm gonna be we're gonna be dropping that there. That that's even more prevalent. Like you can do the stages in some in like whatever order you want, but if you do them in in the wrong order, you'll get punished. I can understand that might not fly so well in in a modern uh, for a modern audience, but still, like I I really like that because there was this hidden depth to it. But overall, yeah. I, I really liked it. I don't understand how it's gotten panned as badly as it did because it, it did the what it intended to do and it, didn't, it, it expanded that. I mean, from a nostalgia standpoint, it's, I mean, I, I enjoyed the game. Um, I'm happy that I purchased it. Um, and I, I, I got the one with the case. So I got the little pen and bullshit stuff. So I had to have that. But No, um, I got the review copy for Wii U and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a. That's the one thing though, and I didn't know whether or not I should mention it because I found it really strange. But there's a. So you can. It's one of those you can play it from the TV or play it from the gamepad. And on the gamepad, like the resolution is blurred and pixelated weirdly in areas that it shouldn't be because I mean the gamepad's capable of doing 1080. So I feel like 
what they did for the Wii U port is they simply just shrunk down the resolution without like fucking I don't know they they shrunk down the size of of the of the screen and the port uh, that's being transmitted without doing any of the proper resolution work because you see a lot of points where like there's even some screen tears on 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 the screen for the gamepad and I thought like that's that's the first time I've seen it. I mean, I guess if anything, it was a learning experience to know that you can, in fact, fuck that up. And it makes it's curious because I don't think anybody has ever talked about it, like from a developer standpoint or even Nintendo. I was always under the assumption that whatever was on the screen, like on the TV screen, would just be directly transmitted, you know, to the gamepad, like one to one status. But I think they're two separate outputs or there's like something that you still have to accommodate with the gamepad screen. So, I don't know. It's really weird. Cause I, would, I, I would also would have liked the collectibles to have been a little bit more... Like, the stuff you unlock with your actual money. I would have liked to have been a little more variety in that. I would have, personally, what I would have really enjoyed... Because I, I, I love the concept art, and I love the music that being able to be purchased. Like, the, dude, Jake Kaufman from Way Forward did an amazing job, like, fucking doing all oh, yeah, of that. Yeah, the, the music's great in this game. Yeah, but, like, the thing that I love about the music is, again, they take all the music from the show and the game, and they, and they like, they intertwine them so beautifully together. So, like, I'm, I'm basically, I'm feeding that fucking nostalgia fox that from, like, my past, and then, like, during a cutscene where, like, Flintheart shows up and that dramatic reverb or, you know, that that epic little like twist anytime Scrooge gets a glint and he, he does like, ah, like, oh dude, Alan Young, you know how old fucking Alan Young is. I looked it up cause I was like, still, 90 he's 93. He is 93 fucking years old and he still voices Scrooge. Like it's 1987. That's mind boggling, mind fucking boggling. I could never, I just, I don't understand. Like, I, I just want to know what the guy eats. How does he? How does he stay that healthy at ninety three? Eats ducktails. And they said, I, I guess they said that was that was his last. Like that'll be the last time he does it. I I, I guess unless he can live to be one hundred and twenty. I don't know. I because that's the thing. I think what would you know? People may uh, and you know, I'll talk about it when we when we do our play play. But personally. Uh, I I like DuckTales 2 more than DuckTales 1, and that's, like, blasphemy on all accounts. But the levels have, like, a sweeter design to them. There's new mechanics with the cane. That That's another thing that I, I, I almost did want to mention. But, like, the thing with DuckTales 2, no one played it. No one played it. It was released in very small quantity to the point where now it's one of the most expensive NES games ever. I lucked the fuck out getting mine. So, like, I'm still trying to get a copy of Rescue Rangers 2, Chip and Dale. That, that fucking NES cart is, like, 300 bucks, And that's, that's just something I can't swallow. Yeah. No, you can't swallow. It's a cart. Yep. Yeah, it's true. You could try it. You could try it, but you probably would, would, wouldn't would You can't work. unhinge your jaw or anything. Yeah. This is, this is true. Well, I mean, there was that one time in Peruba. Where's Peruba? Mike Ruba. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. uh, I'm sorry, I, I baited you and it worked and you will never find out why. Um, yeah. nope, no idea. Mm-mm. No, nope. So, Hey, what else did you play James? Um, I played a really old game called space Marine. <laughs> Boo. 
I love <laughs> I love that fucking game. It's yeah, cool. It's it cool. I didn't mind it. Yeah. It's a nice waste of time. You got an hour to kill. Just go in and kill some fucking orcs. Yeah, away. but I will say that it like out of all the uh, Warhammer games, I really like the uh, the attention to the license that they yeah. do with that game because like, like and no exposition to any. I mean, if you wanted to go, I think they've got some stuff you can go and read about the backstory or the audio logs or whatever. But if you don't know anything about Warhammer, it's just fucking gobbledygook bullshit. No one yeah. cares. And, and like, dude, I'm, you know, I'm completely it, fine with that. But I yeah. did, like, it because it, it, I'm a Warhammer fan. But, like, seeing, like, I don't know, just seeing the Space Marines, like, interact amongst other soldiers. Like, seeing that class and then, like, seeing, because it, it really focused on, like, what makes them, like, the fucking, the go-to dudes. Like, mm-hmm. when they need to, like, when shit needs to be pulled out of the fan. Like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that. And, plus, the combat's. The combat's fun. It's it's definitely I don't know. It's an example of one of those dumb games that really works. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I don't have anything real big to say about it. I think it's. I mean, you can get it for like twelve bucks now. I think it's it's a definitive. I think people should buy it. I think it's a really good game. Yeah, it's it's really well done. I don't know. It's really I, well done. The combat's fun and everything. And and because Dana Stern like it's like I'm like it's like Gears of War. And she's like it's like it is like Gears of War. I'm like but you can't take cover. And she's like that's stupid. I'm like, no, yeah. You're st- and and chainsaw swords instead of chainsaw, and chainsaw guns. Swords. Yeah. And then people and, uh, going, Spice Marines. And Spice I watched Dana, Marines. I watched Dana play Kingdom Hearts 1.5. It looks like Kingdom Hearts. It plays like Kingdom Hearts. The camera's supposed to be fixed, but it still looks like shit. <laughs> well, see, and uh, here's the weird thing with Kingdom Hearts 1.5 is that all the original assets. Uh, for the programming and the code, basically original code for Kingdom Hearts, uh, was accidentally destroyed in the archives. So accidentally, no, it it really was. Walt, Walt Disney showed up and just said, "Nope, fuck this, <laughs> motherfucker. You 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 keep Walt's name out of this." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's the interesting thing to me because Kingdom Hearts 1.5 is rebuilt like it's just brand new code so they're not even like up like graphics it's it's new it, it is current or well this generation tech well but you can I, tell it looks really fucking good it's yeah, just that so, the big problem with the camera is it's way too close if i mean if the camera was zoomed out more it would not be as bad but the camera is like literally right up sora's ass so sora all the time Sora, Sora. Yeah, and that's the thing too is I don't think I think all the voice work had to be redone because I was a part of the original code. So you get old old Haley Joe Osmond voice versus new, or uh, I'm sorry, you get new Haley Joe Osmond voice versus like younger Haley Joe Osmond voice. So no, I mean the voice work all sounds the same. Really? Yeah. I'll I'll have to play it. I don't know. And then I mean mean, it all it all sounds pretty much exactly the same. Same voice work and everything. Uh, He sounds just like the old Haley Joel Osment voice. It sounds like the younger Haley Joel. But I'm talking about because like you know there's like this huge dramatic difference between him and Kingdom Hearts one to two. That's what I'm talking about. Like is it is it Kingdom Hearts two Haley Joel Osment? Or Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 1, Haley Joel Osment. It's Kingdom Hearts 1, Haley Joel Osment. I can tell by the sound of it. He's a lot higher pitched hmm. than he is in 2. Uh, and then, like, they've got... So you've got that on there. You've also got... The Chain of Chain Memories. Of Redux, or whatever the hell it is called. That, that's actually... Re- I really, really like that. Like, when it came out on PS2, I was so fucking stoked. 
I couldn't I couldn't play it on PS2 because it had this it had the one on it had the camera from Kingdom Hearts one. After you play Kingdom Hearts two, if you haven't if you played Kingdom Hearts two recently, which I had played Kingdom Hearts two recently when Chain of Memories came out, you can't. It's almost impossible to play Kingdom Hearts one or that Chain of Memories thing because that camera is so bad. Is very very bad. I actually prefer the Game Boy Advance version of Chain of Memories. You know to- what actually had really good camera that I thought they would probably carry over to the development was Birth by Sleep. Birth by Sleep had good camera. Actually, I I also thought that uh, three five eight over two days had had good had good camera. It's three hundred fifty eight over two days. Thank I you. I say three five eight over two. What the fuck ever. Three three hundred fifty eight and a half days. Is what I'm gonna say. Now. Wait, wait. What is what? It where does two antiquate to a half? Because it's you're dividing it by two. Three hundred fifty-eight and a half days. I always heard it was three fifty-eight days over two. That's it's three hundred fifty-eight over two. I don't know. Tetsuro Nomura's out of his fucking mind. Ooh, yeah. I, I love that too. That like uh, there's an interview recently with Square, and they asked about Kingdom Hearts three. And right away, he's just like, oh, yeah, no, don't expect it anytime soon. No, it's not coming no, out yeah. Soon. There's, it's, it's, you you got at least until 2015 at the earliest, I think. Uh, but it, and then they take, but speaking of 358 over 2, that's on there, too, as like a four-hour-long cinematic movie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's very strange. Yeah, does so it, they Does just it work better as a cin- movie? <laughs> it's boring as hell. If I have to hear them talk about sea salt ice cream anymore, <laughs> oh my god, I fell asleep during oh, it. Oh man, I, I'm I'm so it, it's just funny to me that they didn't use that as a promo item for Kingdom Hearts at all. At any point, did Square like giving away sea salt popsicles? That would be great. Well, and then like because because we know because apparently someone heard there's something that you can unlock or something that it's like a there's like a promo thing that says that they are making a 2.5 remix. As well. What's gonna be in that one though? Birth by Sleep and Kingdom Hearts Two. Yeah, because like, like two, Birth by Sleep and Recoded. <sighs> Recoded's fucking dumb. And they, I think they should bring uh, Dream Drop Distance to. Uh, yeah, because Dream Drop Distance, I didn't even know about this other than Sarah's hatred for it. Um, but it's a completely new game. Like it's brand new. It's actually supposed to be like a bridge to three. It's what I'm the most important narrative bridge of the side games. It's supposed to. It directly bridges two to whatever they're going to do with three. So yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I need to. I need to get mine. Yeah. So so I um I'd be I, I'm more I'm not probably not going to play it. I just watched Dana play it for the most part. But when two comes, I'll play two because two had at least a good camera and good combat, and I love two's combat. So I, I'll play two when it comes. So out. wait, I'll they play. don't even inject like any of two's mechanics into the one. Um, they, the only thing they injected was they took summons, like they improved the camera a little bit and they took the summons out of the magic slot and made it its own slot. But that's it. It doesn't have like any of the cool fucking, none none of the dual keyblade stuff or any of the cool level up system that they got. None of that stuff. Fucking dumb. Cool. Thanks. If you're a big Kingdom Hearts fan, if you really like Kingdom Hearts, I think it's a good package, but if you're just kind of like I kind of like Kingdom Hearts, it's okay. I would not. I wouldn't touch it. You know what nobody ever talks about from Kingdom Hearts too is that like, and I, I still don't know. They I don't remember if they ever, if anybody's ever mentioned what randomly caused it, but like 
Kingdom Hearts 2 is really weird in its, um, like, a lot of the things that, that took place in the game that were never really, ex- like, fully fleshed out. So, for example, like, there are random moments where Sora will turn into a heartless Sora, and he just becomes all black and shadowy and, like, moving around in all fours, fucking murdering things. And that happened to me twice. I still don't even know what caused it. Then, and there's, I turned into Mickey once. Yeah, that's the thing. My buddy was playing it too and I was watching him you like if you lose during certain battles not all battles but if you lose during certain battles Mickey will come to rescue and go oh boy huh? and just fucking like Yoda he, all over that shit he wrecks shit he's yeah. like ridiculous he's like he's the Yoda of Kingdom Hearts that's for sure if like if Keyblade wielders are fucking Jedi like Mickey is Yoda <laughs> hands down uh, and, he, and he's unfortunately CG Yoda. No, no, no. The, 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 the bad part is, is that even with, because, oh man, that the story in that game, I was talking to Dana about it. The story of that two game is utter nonsense. Like, I don't even know what Kingdom Hearts is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a place. Well, is it a place? Because yes. No, no. Because in one, it's a place they're trying to get to. But in two, it's a moon they build out of hearts. No, that's an artificial Kingdom Hearts. It's an artificial Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's not it's the real thing. It's an artificial place. So yeah, Kingdom Hearts he's, is a he's moon. Building a, he's building a proxy Kingdom Hearts 2 that he's trying to overtake the actual Kingdom Hearts 2 because he's not allowed in the actual Kingdom Hearts 2, and that's what's fueling him. That's that's all that I can remember. Fucking dumb. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking weird, dude. I don't know. Ansem. Ansem's like a thing still, and then... The, the original, the Diz, the, the fucking, all, dude, all the anime aspects of it is ridiculously convoluted. It's so, it's such a dumb story. I mean, and everything's got cool zippers. Everything. Everything's got zippers. Yeah, everything's got zippers. And Minnie, I don't, Minnie is a monster. She is a mutated monster of a creature. Because, you, like, you only ever really see Minnie in the beginning of one, right? When she yeah. sends Donald and Goofy out. Yeah. You remember... Because you remember in like the scene where you see her, her head is fucking huge. It's like it's it's like the it's like they took a moon and put it on the shoulders of a small creature. Looks her like head a science is, experiment. Yes, her head is gigantic. She is a monstrous being, and Mickey is just remember. normal normal proportions. I don't I don't even remember that. All all I remember like the, the the takeaway that I'll always apply in Kingdom Hearts and any any given thing is just some of the voice acting and just hearing. Goofy go, Zora! Zora! Over, over and over again. O- over having, and over again. Having Goofy and Donald in the party and just combat, it's just, Zora! Yeah, it's great. Oh my god, that's obnoxious. All right, that, so, that, that's all I've got. That I can yeah, remember. Andrew's probably just been going fucking nerds this whole time. So. Uh, yeah, dude, like, I've had my mic on mute just yelling at top of my, uh, <laughs> my lungs. Nerds! I started making a song about it. Yeah, I was about yet. to say, are you, are you recording a hit single? Is it's not something? done yet. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably like chop and screw it. Oh, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. Hop and lock it. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Remix. Yeah, that's why you're our left eye. So. Oh God. <laughs> All right, what's in your console, dude? Honestly, not much. Um, I, I played a lot traveling uh, the last couple of weeks, but it was all Persona and uh, Animal Crossing, which we've talked about to full extent. Um, the one thing I have been playing on Vita uh, is a game called Killzone Mercenary. Just came out uh, last few days. I've been uh, hearing a lot of strange, like, the thing I keep hearing about it is that game is better than it deserves to be. <laughs> yes, it really is. Like, and I'm, I'm going to review it, but 
Um, just kind of a uh, spoiler about it. Like it's it's the first person shooter people have been wanting on the Vita because they've had two stabs at so far and they've both been terrible, which was uh, Call of Duty declassified and resistance retribution or something like that or so wait is know. that resistance game really bad because i it's, know they it's, were it, it's really bad and then call of duty's bad because it's the same engine the same like fucking even the same like 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 architecture the skeletal structure of the enemies it's all the same game it's just with call of duty skin over it yeah i heard i heard that when you play that game it's sometimes when like the soldiers pop out they stand like the aliens from resistance yeah so yeah dude it, it is it, it's resistance with a like call of duty skin that's all it is um so yeah so it you know kind of went into killzone mercenary with with a lot of high hopes because they i don't think they could really do a good shooter on a portable system uh even if it is the vita even if it has like dual analog sticks but it's surprisingly really well done I haven't really jumped into the multiplayer other than playing a little bit of the beta when that was going on. But the single player is good. The shooting mechanics are fun. Like, I'm I'm just having a really good time with it. It's it's just, I think, I'm not big on the Killzone universe because I haven't really played any of the other Killzone games. It kind of makes me want to jump into them, though, because I'm kind of interested in this world of the, the Hellgasts and the ISA and stuff like that. Um, but in Killzone Mercenary, you don't play as any of those characters. You just, you play a, a mercenary. And you're just in trying to get a paycheck, you know, trying to do these different missions and things like that. Apparently the mention of money is just like, they fucking talk about that's money. That's all like, they ever do. They're like, like, Hey man, in and out easy money. Like they can fight their war. We'll collect the paychecks. It's like the most, most like ridiculous characters. Like, like, like and, and obviously like your main character, like, you know, dude with leather gloves and tattoos because he's a mercenary, you know, it's like so generic in terms of the character design. But no, I mean, the mechanics are great. It, it plays really good. Looks good on the Vita. Um, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And, and the best feature I think is they mapped the run button to the circle button. So you, you tap it once to run, you tap it again to slide it, you know, slide and like go into a crouch state and it makes all the difference in the world. Like if you're, you know, trying to flee from gunfire, you're trying to like, you know, create some distance between you and the enemy. Like I, I love using long range stuff. Like I hate being up close with like shotgun or pistol. But I'll take like a bolt action rifle or a sniper rifle and I'll just fucking sit there and just lay waste. It's it's really, really good. Um, And it doesn't the only thing that incorporates is like the touchscreen functionality is like for melee attacking. So if you get up close enough to somebody like as an assassination or if they're right on you, you can hit triangle to go into a melee attack. And then you'll have to swipe the screen to do your melee attack, you know, like use your knife or, you know, sneak up behind them and stab them in the back. And it's that's kind of the only like gimmicky thing that the Vita, uh, the Killzone Mercenary has, but it's it's really not that bad. It's yeah. I was about to ask it, what the touchscreen was for. It's and... I I I you know I can tolerate it. You know sometimes I'll like be in the middle of like a really big gunfight and then I you know I just melee because it's you know the only really option I have when the guy gets up close on me. And you know I'm kind of like trying to swipe the front screen. And I you know half time I get it wrong, but um it doesn't really incorporate like I don't like tilt the Vita to you know like you know, like do anything in the actual combat. There is a thing though. If you're using the sniper rifle, you have to use the rear touchpad to zoom in and out with the sniper rifle, which really isn't that bad. It actually is pretty intuitive. It actually kind of makes sense. and kind of works well as opposed to like, I don't know what you would use otherwise on a controller. I guess like the, like the D pad, like you gotta click in on the D pad to zoom in on a sniper rifle. This, you just like, you know, uh, swipe on the back screen on the back pad. And then that lets you, you know, zoom in and out on the sniper. And it actually works pretty well. Um, 
I usually don't have to get that like you know zoomed in. Usually, if I just pop up my scope, I'm usually you know right around that that area. Um, it's it's really cool though. I like it a lot. Um, I I'll kind of have to wait and see how the multiplayer is because that was one thing. I played the beta and it was kind of hard playing multiplayer because it's so frantic, so fast paced first person shooter. Playing on a portable system is kind of tough. I think for that. But I'm getting better at the single player, so maybe if I play through single player, it'll transition into me being a little bit better in the multiplayer. But I got decimated in the beta, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But it's for people that have a Vita and want that like console-worthy kind of experience on it. Like it's actually a really good shooter so far. I'm I'm really enjoying it. So that's good. That's it's definitely a good place to start. <laughs> well, the one thing I I wanted to also like kind of double check was. Like the touchscreen's only for melee. It doesn't use anything like for for. Can you map it to anything, or it only mm. has that option? Now, now, as far as I know so far, in terms of the mechanics I've seen in the campaign, it's only for a melee attack. Like you have to swipe to do it. Um. Well, and then again, there is like if you like get into an elevator, you have to like pull down a lever. You know, you'll do it with that. But that's really the only time you ever use it. You're not like. Oh, actually, you know what? You're right. There is another thing you do. Um. You can actually go like there's like an arms dealer that you'll buy supplies from. And that's kind of letting you customize how you play. You can buy different kinds of guns, ammunition, uh, different kinds of like, you know, armor that will give you certain properties or certain like perks. And then there's like different drones that you can kind of summon. Like the one I have right now will fly around stealthily and, you know, assassinate people. Like it just has like these two little spikes on each side of it. And its purpose is to sneak up on enemies and just, you know, stab him in the head like like, 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 like with, with both little prongs um and so that's kind of for that but then there's other devices like there's like a, a mounted rocket launcher like a little mini rocket launcher on your shoulder that if you target specific enemies you do tap on the screen to target them and then you fire and it like will like track them you know it's like a heat seeking missile that kind of thing so actually yeah the screen does come into play a little bit more but it's only for those specific things you can't like for example, map it to like this. I want to touch screen it, and you know, and that'll be my my run or my you know attack. Like it's it's very specific for the touch screen stuff, but it works, and it doesn't feel like you're fumbling with the Vita trying to get the touch screen. I, stuff I really work. love the touch screen stuff on the Vita. To be honest, like when everybody was talking about how gimmicky uh, Golden Abyss was with touch screen, I didn't think it was gimmicky at See, all. I, it was very I, fluid. I, I didn't really play it too much on Uncharted. I, I haven't really played that game too much, but I know in Gravity Rush I enjoyed it. Sayer didn't seem like he liked it too much on Gravity Rush, but I really didn't mind it at all. Yeah, like the one thing that it's finding really strange is there's not a lot of games that use like the um, the rear, rear touchpad, and yeah. like the only game that's really using it is Tearaway, and I really liked it in Tearaway. It was it would it it definitely like it forced me to like really reapproach how I did things uh, when it came to platforming, and mm. like dude, it it works. It's you'd be surprised. I think what it is is I I think most developers are afraid to touch it because you have no idea how like often how to respond. Fingers- how, how how responsive like your fingers even being remotely near that area and then like you know especially with people with big meaty claws um i i can only um imagine like just like fucking yoga that's involved with <laughs> like uh, where where to map what and you, you can't see what you're doing so of course you can't make it like a specific area that's responsive versus one that is i'm yeah. really curious to see how they do it in the re, uh the revisioning of the vita which is still really strange that the vita is getting a, a revision so soon like I'm, i, I I'm just not, feel like it's I'm too not, soon i'm not really, i'm not really interested because they got rid of the oled screen so it's like man i'm i'm okay with the one i have now yeah i i love the one that i have now and yeah. 
Wait, so they got rid of again? Explain to me for ignorance purposes, like what mm-hmm. the diff- what what the difference the OLED ED string made. Well, I mean, it, just comparing the two, like, because I know the the newer one. I mean, obviously it's thinner, you know, it, it's lighter. It's just you know kind of a slimmer version of it. But they, uh, from what I can tell, they they actually re- they replaced the OLED screen and it's just uh, a regular LCD screen now. Um, but from oh, one of the comparisons, that. So that means it's got probably a completely different touch response kind of, oh, to this. Maybe, but I think it's also kind of obviously more like a, not a crisp picture compared to the OLED. Um, but I mean, I, I've seen like comparison videos and you can tell there is a difference. Well, sure. OLED can actually display true blacks and yeah. uh, LCD can't. So the contrast is a lot better on OLED than it is on a yeah. LCD yeah, screen. That, then. One. Thanks. Thanks for that, nerd. I don't think. <laughs> sorry, and I don't think I need no, it to not. be smaller because I I I can't play the Vita. I got this like grip thing. Those things that, are actually pretty cool. That, yeah, I got this grip thing that I put my Vita in, which like puts like little horns on the side of it, kind of like a PS3 controller, and it puts triggers on it. So because my, my hands are a little bit, I feel cramped if I don't have it on it because I just don't, I just don't feel like I'm holding it correctly. Big with, with that. meaty claws i don't have really big hands though i actually have tiny girly hands but it just uh, it's not very comfortable i think because i think it's because the sticks when you've got it resting in your hands the sticks are really close yeah to to your hands and this thing actually spreads out your hands so that you have to reach further for the sticks so it feels better i never had any problem with it like like but again i've only done like third person shooting on it i haven't done first person shooting on it a whole lot Mm. um i will say this though i'm really sad that there's a possibility that Vita TV will not be coming stateside. Yeah, and by the way, that's I, weird. I, Why didn't we talk about that? I'm that almost certain that will. I'm pretty sure will, but how about the fact that the PlayStation 4 is coming out in February of 2014 in Japan? Um, so we're getting it first, and that's fucking weird to me. I, I don't think it's that weird, to be completely honest with you. I mean, it makes sense. The, it's, the console market is kind of stale over there. It's mostly portable stuff over there. Mm. I mean, portables are kind of where it's at in Japan, so the console market really isn't that huge over there. So I can see them not releasing it during the holidays. And plus, they're not really big holiday shoppers. I mean, they're not. Our holiday season is different, I think, from Japan's holiday season or whatever. Yeah, there was definitely like there was a lot of Vita love in that TGS, which is great because you know for the last two years it, it almost feels like Sony forgot about the Vita after they dropped it. So. Like, there's a new Fantasy Star coming out for it. There's this really, really weird, creepy game coming out that, like, Shinji Mikami is slightly involved with. Like, there's a lot of different stuff coming out. So, I was really, like... It was just strange that, like, I was watching the TGS, really, to to fall in love with my Vita again. And then they just kind of, like, oh, yeah, the PS4 is coming out in February. And, you know, because it's coming out so late here, we're going to have a, a, an, an incredible knack... Uh, a knack uh, bundle. It's gonna be great, dude. That translator. I make, make people have no shame on the internet. As I was watching the TG, uh, the pre TGS press conference, I think within a matter of ten minutes, somebody already made a parody account of the knack translator, and it was oh, just geez. yeah, it was just it, dude. You should have seen it. It was it was really awkward because uh, the translator was translating spoken dialogue in the trailers. Oh. <laughs> And, yeah, and it, oh, we, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, like fuck it, we'll do that. I'm just like, why? Why is she translating the trailer? Just translate. Come on, no, don't do that. And just and it just kept going. So I'm like, eh. 
I'm I don't know. And I, I think what it is is that the launch lineup is decidedly Western too. I've noticed there's not a lot of I don't think there's that's, a lot of Japanese appeal in the launch lineup for Yeah, that's probably another reason why they're just not it's probably they're just gonna wait until they get a couple more with fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure out there and launch for it. Or some some more Project Diva games or Princess. Yay! Ma- I'm all about it now, man. Dude, I, I told you, man. Game so bad. It's fun. It is really fun. Yeah, uh, we actually have Irene uh, reviewing that, and Sarah's doing uh, just trying to get dragons. We have a lot of fucking reviews hanging the site this week, and then we've got some videos and other stuff. So I don't know. I'm really excited for the podcast this week. Um, but yeah, all right. Other than Killzone Mercenaries, what else have you been playing, buddy? That's that's pretty much it for now. I mean, there's other stuff that I've started but haven't really gotten too far into. But probably next time we record, I'll hopefully have the reviews up by then. Um, but I'm playing uh, Dragon Fantasy Book Two, which uh, we talked to them at PAX, and it just came out on on PSN. And Final Fantasy Fourteen, I I've started. I'm not very far into it. I'm basically like in the like tutorial. So opening what, stages, what, what like, are you playing it on? PC or PS4? PC right now. I mean, I have them for both because I had the 1.0 uh, account for when it first came out, the, the terrible first launch of 14. So, so I have it on both because if you buy it on PS3, but you had on PC as 1.0, you still like you still get to keep it. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to rebuy a Realm Reborn if you bought it for PC originally when it first came out, mm-hmm. which is cool. I think that's cool. And um, PC, it looks gorgeous. I mean, if you have a high end PC that can run it like at max settings. Game looks fucking incredible. How okay? Um, so is is it keyboard intensive like Final Fantasy XI or more? Well, I mean, it definitely can be mapped to the controller. I mean, so much so that when I played the beta, it was really good on PS3, really good on controller. Graphically, not as you know, not as, it doesn't I look should, as so good. So I should grab it on PC. It, yeah, if you have a high end PC, it, it looks incredible on a high end PC. A PS3 it looks okay, but I mean, if you can run it on PC, that'd be the ideal choice. But it is cool that PS3 is an option because they map it surprisingly well to a controller. Like, you know, kind of like how they did with, like, you know, the PS2 version where, like, your macros are assigned to your triggers. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, you hit the trigger, hit I, the face I button. Pre- I prefer, like, 11 with a controller. Like, even when I play mm-hmm. it on PC, I'll, I'll plug in a controller. I'll, I, yeah. I take the exact same thing. And that's my other question. That was the one thing I was really concerned about because now that it's coming out more than just PC, it's all cross-platform still, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll play cross-server with, like, you know, uh, PS3 players and PC players. Yep. Wonder, I'm going to get it on PS3. It's I, it's, it's really I cool. It, it's, it, it, look, it, it looks great, and, you know, it's it's playing surprisingly well. Uh, you know, and, and James can attest to this. Like, we we know people that don't really even like Final Fantasy, never played Eleven. You know, they've been strictly, like, WoW players or other MMO players for a long time, and they, they love the game. Like, it's... It's winning over a lot of new fans, and it's surprising a lot of the ones that bought 1.0 and thought it was terrible. Like it's it, Square Enix did the right thing. Like they they wanted to rebuild it from the ground up, you know, try to fix what they had, you know, like pretty much essentially like destroyed. And and it's actually it's good. I mean, the server issues are one thing, but that's kind of a testament to the game. Like so many people are trying to get on and play that they don't have the server capacity to do it. Um, so it, it it's a good thing. I just think that because of that you'll probably see a drop off considerable drop off on 11 probably so much so that it, 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 there is that's I why I, i'm like i'm going to, I, i'm gonna go to 14 yeah i i figure with 14 out now 11 will probably eventually just go free to play after a little while um i don't think they could stay a subscription-based service with 14 out now and 14 is subscription-based which you know it's 
it is what it is. I mean, the same with like with Elder Scrolls Online. It sucks that they're paid to play you know monthly, but I if it's the only game you're gonna play, I don't see it, it being that big of a deal. Well, so, I know. it's 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 good. I'd, I'd recommend it, but I'll I'll review it. I guess like I guess I have to like play to the level cap, which might take me a little bit of time, but I'll I'll definitely have something more about it. It it's always tricky reviewing any kind of because then they're never really in a finished state, you know. But you can just review what you've played and what like is available. But yeah, so far, I'm I'm like, really enjoying it. Like, you know, I, I'm kind of curious to see how people are reviewing Diablo 3 for console. I, so. I like it. I have it. I've been playing a little bit of it. I didn't talk I, back. Sorry. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it, I, like, I'm hearing it actually plays really, really well with the controller, it, which it, I could imagine it would. It plays in, it, extremely well with the controller. In fact, Diablo 3, I think, is actually almost kind of designed for a controller in the way that there's really only, like, four or five powers that you can have equipped at any one time. So and it's it looks it looks fine on the Xbox version, which is what I have. It's it runs really fast, so there's no lag whatsoever since you don't have to be hooked up to the server at all times. Yeah, it's one thing. So what's up with that? Um, with the DRM involved with that? There is none. Wow, which is is the way it should have always been. I don't have to log in with a Battle.net account. Dana can just come and just jump in on my game at any point and jump out but you can't really do cross-platform play no no because there's the the game is is slightly different there's there's enemies that are on the xbox version that aren't in the pc version like mob bosses and stuff and i don't and does it still have like that store like the big fucking market like i don't i think diablo 3 actually like the there that there is no end game like it's just a game game and then it's done there's no there's no auction house or anything like that. House. Um, the, I don't. I don't know if. I mean, I could be wrong in this. Uh, I don't think they have random dungeon construction anymore. I think I like that in the console version. I think the con the all the dungeons are the same. They're probably locked. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably built. Locked because I I played through the game. With Pop it and lock it. Not not through the entire game, mind you, but I played through like portions of the game with two different characters, and I'm pretty sure that all the dungeons have been the same layout. I, I could be wrong, though. Could, could be. I could be. But it plays could well. Could be and are. It plays well, and uh, it's very good with... Uh, couch, couch Co-op is really good on it, so... Nice. All right, well... Because, um, like I said, that was a curious one. That in 14... But, you know, I'm already swimming in shit that I need to get done, so figured I'd, I'd, I'd touch that, too. Like, uh, I popped in. Well, yeah, let's talk about what I've been playing. So, uh, I've only played very little. Girlfriend's actually been playing a lot of it. Um, Rayman Legends. And it, wow, they, they really stepped it up. Like, it's fucking beautiful. And... I I still want to believe that the, the between, like, the different content and whatnot, like, I think the politics and the bureaucracy aside that I don't agree with business practice wise, but like, you know, I'm just glad it came out and it, it and it got to do what I what I had anticipated it to do. But yeah, the Wii U version is still like the definitive version between all the like all the things, the 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 envision stuff that like they did do. The one thing that that never came out that I thought was really fucking like it was too good to be true and a little dumb. Uh, remember the trailer? For the original trailer for Rayman Legends, where like they put an item on the screen and it would come up in the game, like Skylander status. Anybody remember that trailer? No, just me. Yep, just you. 
Yeah, All I don't right, remember well, that. Well, it's a dumb trailer. You didn't watch it. But, yeah, just like... It, it basically it takes all the fundamentals from like uh, origins, but then it it throws them in a blender. Especially like I think the game really shines when you're playing it with other people, because like that's the thing with Origins. Uh, origins kind of had like this new Super Mario Brothers take on the multiplayer as well, where like people got lost and all the horse shit and whatnot. I mean, it there there was a lot more order to to the nonsense than than the chaos that is New Super Mario Brothers, but it it still there wasn't uh there wasn't a whole lot of fluidity and that's kind of not the case with legends like there there's a lot of like seamless ploys of teamwork that really work out and then like the the gameplay interaction with the gamepad where murphy like affects things that go on in the game uh from the gamepad player and then just the things that happen there are i don't know it's it's really fun I I definitely like anybody who has a Wii U should definitely grab Rayman Legends, but I would say Rayman Legends on its own, like between which version to get, like the Wii U will stand as the definitive version. I mean, it's fucking gorgeous too. There's no skips or anything, and which I think is weird because I don't think, like here's the weirder part. I I don't think that Rayman Legends on PS3 or 360 was developed. As a, as a side part for that, I think they're actually ports of the Wii U version because there's there's it's weird the way they look and uh, when like they're animated because I'm, um, I'm almost certain of it though because it was only a Wii U title and then they kind of said oh yeah it's coming out for 360 and PS3 too yeah I I, I want to say like those are ports and like the thing with the Vita version especially like I played a little bit of it the Vita version is like fucking missing like 40 levels. Yeah, it, it's a lot of the challenge stuff. But they're, they're, apparently, from what I've been hearing, they're going to patch it in. Yeah, they're patching it in. Mm. Which, I guess, but I don't know. Um, but I yeah, it looks good on the Vita, though. It does. It's yeah. really... Dude, yeah. But Rayman right. Legends is super sweet. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, Origins looked really good on it, too. I'm I'm really... I don't know. I'm looking forward to the next like little Rayman venture, but I... I am happy to say that I'm I'm glad he's back in the way that he is, and it's, it's not like some weird 3D platformer that they're just keeping him 2D. Um, so I was really enamored with it. It packs. I kept talking to Andrew about it over and over, and every time I would fuck up the pronunciation of it. But I have now practiced, and 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 I have it down. But I was I've been playing right, a lot of this indie. Indie, I can do it. This indie fucking goddamn phone. This indie game, um, rimmed capsule. Yeah, nice. I That's did. Good. And you no, know what? I just I, I just saw that game. Like, I think it's available. Yeah, it is available. OK, um, I was going to say, it. yeah, what, what what platform was it on? Because I just saw it today. PlayStation actually. Mobile, uh, Android and iOS just came out, but it's been That's on PlayStation what it was. Mobile it, it, ever. Yeah, it was on my iPad. and I was like, oh, I remember that shit. George was talking about it. He couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it's, it, what's sweet about it is it's essentially like. It's weird because it's an RTS. Uh, it's like it's got RTS elements, but it's it's got it all like in the form of uh, Tetris almost because like they're they're uh, units that you would build and you and you have to take care of your units as well and, and reach and conquer things. But they're all done in the form of shapes that each have their own rules with each other. And, uh, you know, you, you there's a lot of depth to it. So like. You initially start out with two dudes, have them like two little blocks, like the, the, the aesthetic, by the way, it's, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, I really, really like this game. Um, 
you start building bridges, and these bridges have the rule to where you can build anything off of them. And and again, if you want to apply Tetris logic, they're L shapes. So you gotta you you've got quite a bit of real estate between the different sides that you can pick. Uh, but then like you gotta build a cafeteria and a garden, a garden that basically gets the resources for the cafeteria to make the food. But then you have to build an armory and then you know an area to train. And then you uh, need resources to build this. So you need to uh, basically build something that can that can racemically develop new resources off of the original resources that you find. So that way you don't fuck yourself. And then you need a lab. Goddamn phone. Then you need a lab that um, like an engineer lab that can then like synthesize this material so that you can keep it going. And you get randomly attacked, like, throughout this area in Venture, but you you have to build a bridge. Like, you're floating in space, and all these, like, areas and pieces also act as platforms for you to move around, but there are rules on which platforms can attach to what, and you have to use Tetris logic to see what can fit, because at some point, you can fuck yourself, and you, you just, you can't go anywhere. And at that point, once you fuck yourself, you can't go anywhere. Like, it's just a slow... It's a slow process of either like accepting defeat and dying, or or, or just fucking, uh, or just being an asshole and resetting, just rage quitting. But I I really really like it. Like the like it has this organic set of rules that you really gotta get behind. And um, I don't know. I I'm I I've been going through a lot of the PlayStation Mobile stuff. There's a lot of shit there. There's a lot of stuff that nobody even talks about, or I'm, I'm assuming even plays. And I played some some garbage. I I, I will I will admit, they, especially a lot of the free Japanese uh, free to play RPGs are those are terrible. It was it was like fucking playing something. It was it was like playing something that looked like it was developed for the 3DO. Like it looked like those fake games that you would see in 90s movies. I um, bet. Yeah, but it was a. Uh, it was still a really awesome experience, but another indie game that I've been getting uh, super behind on is Dive Kick, and dude, it's so good. It's so yeah. fucking good. Like everybody's been talking shit. Like uh, I believe it was it was fucking Ben and Aaron and who else? Like there was a lot of naysayers at PAX. They're just like, oh, I can't fucking get behind. That's just glorified. Bullshit. Yeah, Ben especially. I know he was really. That was the last show that we recorded. They were going on about that. I think. Yeah, and. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I got more into it, and, like, there is a certain... Just the rules that applied with different characters. So, for example, like, this dude that I really got into, um, I don't... Fuck, I can't remember his name, but he's got, like, um... He's, like, from the future. Um, and, like, his dive kick mechanic is that you push and hold down, like, the, the kick button to basically control the axis of angle that he's gonna come at, but it's not his kick that will physically end the match. It's the streak of lightning that he leaves so uh fucking i was playing against andrew and i remember when i uh, first discovered that and i think that dude like if, if anybody's really good with seth killian like that dude will smoke seth killian because seth killian yep. fucking teleports everywhere he doesn't yeah. he doesn't jump and i remember like what what's the other quirk with seth killian his, well his arms are crossed the well, whole time of course his arms are crossed yeah, yeah, but i mean yeah. like the actual physical quirk with him other than teleporting i thought like, that was it I, I thought it was just a teleport i thought no, he has like a special rule to his kick, and I don't remember what it was. Hmm. No, I don't remember. 
I don't know, but that like all the character, like everybody, you know, wants to break it down into being this simple thing, and it's not. That's the that's the beauty of this game. It's fucking deceptively deep. Like the the fat dude, uh, Mister No, like the the dude in a cape and pajamas. He yeah. has the ability to run back. Just that little quirk alone, the fact that he can't doesn't have to jump back. That he doesn't have to uh, do think that he can just fucking. Um, run back is is an advantage that would make him like a, a, a character favorite, because like the whole control mechanic is there's only two buttons. So like if you're on the ground to jump back, you have to push kick while you're on the ground. If you jump, um, you're gonna assumably jump forward, or you have to double tap jump depending on the, like I said, each each character has their own rules. And then like the only thing that I think I've really found error with in in, in dive kick is like doing the uh, the supers i can't really find like the the sweet spot and getting like the supers to work because they're like you again it's only fucking two buttons there's no quarter circle there's no charge there's there's none of that so like it's a combination i feel like i'm entering the konami code every time i want to fucking do (laughs) a super a super move so Mm -hmm. and, and you know what to be honest like super moves are almost superfluous to be completely like i think they're really just thrown in there for humor because i don't even know if they honestly provide all that much of a tactical advantage i mean you just gotta fucking land one kick that's it yeah it's like okay next round (laughs) yeah but like i do enjoy like i said like kicking them in the head will make them dizzy and fuck them up for the next round so you don't just want to land any kick you you really want to aim for the head the headshot yeah yeah but i i don't know i i really really like it and you know i just want one of those controllers man yeah, I, I don't even Whatever. know how they're selling them. It, it's, uh, I thought they were just part of the Kickstarter. Like, you had to get a specific Kickstarter bundle to get the controller with. I don't think they're selling them separately. Oh, well, then those are going to be expensive online auctions one day, I'm sure. Yep. Yep. But, dude, they're like Fisher Price, like, <laughs> they like in their design. Yeah, it, yeah it, it, it's a bop it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's two bop it's in a, in a fucking arcade. I wonder, if, I wonder if you could mod a Donkey Konga. Ooh, shit, man. That's real talk right there. Fuck, mm-hmm. dude. I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. Fucking Donkey Konga. God, I love Donkey Konga. I um actually um funny enough, they're they're thinking about develop a Nintendo. There's rumors that a Jungle Beat two will come out. I would love a Jungle Beat two. Jungle Beat. Be like what? Smack on the Wii U pad. Beat up the Wii U pad. Yeah. Might as well. I need to do something with it. Mm-hmm. No, I I don't know. Yeah, but. Fucking, it would be sweet. It would be sweet. I still never checked out that Donkey Kong Barrel Blast that was supposed to come out with the Donkey Konga pads in mind. Or the bongos in mind. Like, they instead, they, like, just map the bongo functions to the nunchuck and Wiimote. I still never really got to see if that was any good at all. That's, that. thank you for reminding me. That's a Wii game I need to check out. Yeah, that's pretty much it, though. Rimmed Capsule, uh, that, and then, like, review stuff, like Rayman Legends and Pikmin 3. Uh, Pokemon, Rumble, Wii U, Mercenary Kings, Skullgirls, uh, Saints Row 4. I'm, I'm just catching up on all the review stuff. Um, I, like, when I really get the chance for funsies, I'm really gonna try to check out Dragon's Crown and, and Grand Theft Auto 4. I'm sorry, 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious toward, like, the fact that there's, it's supposed to be 500 missions. Fucking 500 missions. So... Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna be excited to see that, and I think it was the only 
few that that, that played the Liberty Cities uh, expansion because Ballad of Gay Tony is really good and nobody ever talks about it. It's a, it's a shame. So I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So I think we're gonna skip select feedback. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our, 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 uh, usually when we're off for a while, our what's in your console is pretty much like the entirety of it. <laughs> yeah. So fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Let's go to let's go talk about the uh, fucking the Oculus Rift. Just VR. It's basically it's basically gonna be us listening to you talk about it because I didn't get a chance to use it at all. I and wanted to, I don't but, but know much about it. Well, because like by by the time that you had used it and said how cool it was, I was like, oh, I need to check this out. And then I got to the booth, I was like, oh fuck, this line's gonna take forever. I knew I like, it too, dude. Like the moment yeah. I hit the floor, I'm like, that's gonna be that's gonna be the hot thing. Yeah. Um, but even it then, was. it doesn't necessarily have to be like okay, because in in motion, like all right. What what basically what me and Andrew initially like when we were talking about like okay how can this be a thing because I remember we we mentioned you know it casually in shows before and thought the concept was cool but we didn't think the execution would be anything to write home about and it was going to end up being like a fucking Panasonic jungle or or some nonsense that would never come out Virtual you know? Boy Virtual Boy Two don't don't you dare you know you know it was a <laughs> Virtual Boy Two or was the R Zone and it was awful. <laughs> And that's, I think that's the only podcast in existence that will mention the R Zone twice. So, <laughs> anyway, um, do you guys, you guys know what that is, right? Nope. Yeah, yeah, I know what the R Zone is. I just saw something on Angry Video Game Nerd about it. Oh fuck, really? Mm-hmm. He did a uh, Tiger Video Games retrospective. Son of a bitch, he would. Hmm. I was surprised he hasn't done one already. So yeah. wait, did he talk about like Gamecom too? You talk about Gamecom, R-Zone, and pretty much every Tiger video game you can think of. Oh, wow. Did he even touch on the wristwatches? Yes. Dude, holy shit. Those were fucking the worst. Those were the worst things ever. You know what's funny is that Nintendo released their own set of wristwatches, and those were fucking rad because they were pretty much gaming watches, at, at, but an actual watch. Um, cause like, And they had Star Fox, Donkey Kong, and Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda was the best. You had two fucking dungeons. That's I it. I remember playing and the Star Fox one. The Star Fox one was pretty neat. Yes, they were all neat. It's just that what sucked is like the watch function was actually the worst part. Like they barely functioned uh, as a watch. So like the watch wouldn't even be able to keep time anymore. You'd have to reset it. And then I don't know what it was like. It would work as a game. So I don't know. I, I really liked Donkey Kong, uh, though. It was original Donkey Kong. Not, not, none of this country. Uh, but yeah, anyway, wow. Okay, yeah, so tangent again. Um, so no, but okay, so me and Andrew were kind of talking about like, okay, what, in in what general view could could you really, could you really see the Oculus Rift apply to? Because like with with my time with it, 
we we got to discuss like you know how how what's the business plan here and what are you going to make it available for of course it's going to be its own thing mostly but um so it's technically like its own system but um there are also going to be pc games that use it as a um as an accessory which i also find really interesting yeah well i mean the one that you demoed specifically was like the perfect choice too i was like oh shit that makes all the sense in the world to do it for that yeah and and it it worked for the most part there is there is again there's a bit of an eye stigmatism that they're trying to work around which i think it like that's the one sad thing like i think the the technology is just too far ahead of our grasp where i think I almost want to say, like, I don't know if the human body is even ready for that sort of thing. And, and, you know, I'll get to that in a little bit. But, I mean, the fact that, like, I thought this was going to be, like, something that was going to be completely inaccessible, be, like, one of those stupid niche things. Like, it was going to be, like, the Neo Geo, like, something that, like, people would talk about but never, like, you wouldn't see a mass market behind it. And uh, 300 bucks will land you this. And for some reason, like, I really think that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, there, there's a lot of games that are really like taking advantage of it. But what do you want to see out of the Oculus Rift? Because you know, first-person shooting is of course like the go-to that he talks about. But like, I think in any any game, you you're automatically made to where it's it's going to be first-person. And I think people kind of like misconstrue like what the Oculus does. So. Um, like, okay, so for example, I got to play it with Hawken. Mm-hmm. And see, with uh, the people like have this, um, like you can play it standing up. And if you play it standing up, there's definitely a perspective change. But um, that per- perspective change isn't like drastic. There, there isn't like, a, they're, they're developing like this ring that you can walk in as well to really, you know, draw out that virtual reality experience. An activator? Yeah, it's like an activator. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So we got an and activator a... and a virtual boy. Fuck, it's 1996 all over again. Yeah, honestly, the only way I would want the Oculus Rift to work, or at least be successful for me personally, is if it played the game from the movie Hackers. <laughs> Remember that one where like he goes through it, and, and it, has, it like, shoots the bomb, and it drops into the thing, he gets a high score, and then Angelina Jolie gets mad? That, what, what, that about, what, what, what about the game from Lawnmower Man? I was just like, dude, I was just <laughs> going to fucking say Lawnmower Man. Just Lawnmower Man in general. Mm. Yeah, uh, or, or Tron. It, it, it just becomes that, yeah. And just Tron some Trons. Um, but with Tron. the, thing, the thing is, fucking, the thing is with the Oculus Rift is like the immersion there is, is again, it's all illusionary, but it's illusionary in a deceptive way. So the one thing that I was forgetting to do that, that really was the benefit and like I was being reminded by the uh, rep is to turn my head. Because there's essentially like what it does is it it inputs information within your your brain uh, through your eyes into where there's this complete different peripheral sense that isn't really there. Um, And even then, like they they handle peripherals really well because the goggles don't just cover like the front end of your face like they they wrap around temples wise. So, I mean, Mm. just some of that that basic eye movement that you'd imagine to where you would, you know, you would stroke your irises to the left or you go, go to the right and push your pupils to like the fucking precipice of your, of your socket. I mean that, that is the extent in which the Oculus stretches toward. So 
you know, at some point you got to like owl it, but just that's the sin. Is it comfortable to wear? It is I mean, comfortable to wear. That's the like, thing, you though. See yourself wearing it for extended periods of time, like two, three hours. I I could, but here's the actual concern, and that's where I feel like the uh, technology isn't there. Um, and that and that's something that I like. I did research on. Like I like I I put a lot of uh, time into really trying to describe, to basically best express like my feelings towards it. So. As weird as it sounds, let me ask you guys this. Um, have you guys ever used binoculars? Like, legit binoculars, not like the fucking Fisher-Price kind that you can buy in a store. Yeah. Okay, so you know that 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 initial adjustment, that blur in to where your eyes adjust to what's going on because they're binoculars? Yeah, and you have to adjust it to actually kind of adjust it to your eyes, too, because it's mm-hmm. going to be a different person to person right and then like you're holding it in place so the moment you do that as long as you don't jostle you know it'll remain that so you really because in that thing it's very open but it took me a while again to discover it and it wasn't really touched upon at all uh during my preview of it but you have to find that sweet spot and if you don't secure that sweet spot your goggles will fall or, or jostle themselves out of place and when they do that a completely breaks like everything that's intending to do but um i mean once you find it like i had had to put like a a pressure on the strap and then the there's um so the the sockets and the cheekbone like supports that that rest above it because i mean that that's the big thing i mean it'll provide plenty of support to where the top is strapped but i mean you're gonna find some slippage between like the fucking under under ends of your eyes and then the bridge of your nose. That that's where I at least had trouble. I got a big beak, but I can like I, I saw that like just watching others play it. But that 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 cone that I talk about because I mean we relate this cone to like the 3ds. You got to find that sweet spot of a cone to get the 3D effect without getting the awkward blur in and blur out. Uh, and then like the 3ds XL really fixes that as long as you play the the 3ds a little farther away and. And, and something like that. So the Oculus is kind of building with uh, putting the lenses far away and then kind of building almost like tunnel vision within the goggles themselves. So it was like the draw distance was pretty accurate. Like I, I'd have to like admit. So, for example, I think the most impressive thing about Hawken uh, and, and it was still early. So the visuals were, were there and then not. But I think the most impressive thing about Hawken was... Um, while I was in my mech, I was able to actually look inside of my cockpit. So, for example, um, there's like dash uh, controls that you can apply to where, you know, you're looking around and doing the peripherals. But it's uh, the, the the goggles will actually detect if you're leaning forward because you can play again. You play Hawkins sitting down. So leaning forward, you can it'll detect that you're looking out through the dash to forward and out. But if you're if it detects that you have like your neck at a certain angle to where you're back and then you're looking left, right and down, especially down, um, you will see inside of your cockpit. And that's also all determined by the the axis of uh, angle that you have on on the right stick of whatever controller you're using, because as I was jetpacking up and then like I, I pretty much like kind of kind of planked myself out. I was able to see like the ground below me and then look around and then like move my head everywhere. And that's that's obviously like the, the limitation that I really want them to put 
on any game that I think will be the most impressive is the building the peripherals of a world that you feel like you're in that that you can you dictate that through head movements. So, I mean, what game do you guys see that being the most intuitive? Because, like, you know, I, I just feel like the there's this misconception with the Oculus Rift that, you know, there's going to be more to it. Like, there's going to be like they talked about doing like a treadmill pad that I like that I mentioned. So that way they can immerse. Um, have you immersify with with walking i personally don't want that because like i i think that 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 complete lost uh sense of motor function to to realizing that my body is is not actually doing what my eyes think it's doing will fuck me up and i, I will trip and break something <laughs> but like um yeah. but i i like where they're going with it and i and i honestly feel like it really is a game changer in the way you play things like i don't know what, what would you guys want out of it? I know, like I said, none of you guys got to really check it out, but it's it's not like the concept of it is pretty simple and then pretty intense. Like, well, like it's weird. I I just don't. I mean, I don't. I I, I have very little want for this thing. That's, but that's that's kind of just my thing on it. I I don't really know what I would use it for. The only thing I see I see very good applications for it would be for like sim games like flight sim games uh being inside of a mech um driving games because your controls are not dependent on where your head is looking first person shooters i don't think it's going to work very well for because it it depends on if you you if you turn your head and your body turns with your head in a first person shooter i could see that possibly working out but if you're you you can do that so see the right stick determines your body you're that that's the weird thing okay so you so know how you're sticks you, too or is it because like what if you're just using the rift just the headset itself and, and then a I'm, I'm talking about like if you just have the headset and then you have a mouse and keyboard in front of you okay so let's just say this so you can move in a direction for example l- l- let me play it this way so you can move in a direction and as your body's moving the mouse will direct where you're moving and and in a sense, your body is responsible for your, where your arms are. Like that, you, considering that's human anatomy, but still fucking. Um, so with that, that that also in, controls your aim. However, there's that you know how there's that disconnect between like moving around to look where th- things are, and then you're doing this all within the same motion of moving to where you're gonna aim your shoot. Your shot, I should say. See, I feel like the Oculus Rift actually, like, I I would love to play a first-person shooters with this. I don't know if that makes me weird, but, like, moving around and then mapping, like, the peripheral functions of of looking where I would go with my head and then making that connection with turning. Like, for example, I see somebody to my left. Like, I did this in Hawken. I, I saw enemies to my left just by, like, jetting around and looking to the left. And then I turned my body with the controller and everything and went that direction and took them out. Now, you know, I'm I'm constantly like I have this mentality to where when I'm moving around with the stick to look around that I have to have a twitch finger. And I don't know what it was, but like that that anxiety, that apprehension was, was kind of like separated. It was bridged between like this organic this or like, I don't know, you you like the moment you find the sweet spot. With the Oculus Rift, you you get used to it. It immediately becomes like second nature. Because I, I was playing Hawken for quite some time, and then getting around and uh, basically finding and locating things with my head 
versus doing that same thing with my controller. I mean, it, it may sound like it's convoluted, but it's actually not. Like, I, I see first-person shooters benefiting from this. Like, this, to me, to me, the Oculus is a evolution of the concept. And I, and I think I said it before, but I think the, the proof of concept for this game is, for this thing, is probably going to be something like Mirror's Edge. It's, that'll probably that'll probably get me in. If they make it work with, like, Mirror's yeah. Edge 2 or something, or, Mir- or the original Mirror's Edge, because... I could not complete Mirror's Edge without getting a freaking headache. I would lose my fucking mind if I had that Oculus Rift on as I was playing Mirror's Edge. Like, the first time I'd, like, have a fall, I'd be like, shit, shit, shit. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, they actually were toying around with it, but they noticed that, like, the, the level of motion sickness was just too high with Mirror's yeah. Edge. And But here's the thing. Here's the limitation that they're currently working with. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's this thing that um, our eyes do called saccadic masking. And what it is, I want you guys all to do it right Science. now without <laughs> Science, bitch. It, is this so... gonna be like a YouTube video? Because I'll, I'll I'll just fucking like zone out. <laughs> no, 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 I can. Okay. I'll, I'll, I swear to God, I'll break it down without throwing string theory or anything. I Thank promise. you. Thank you. Okay, so in fact, it'll be a fun little Mister Wizard experiment. Everybody remember Mister Wizard from like right. six in the morning? Everyone play along. All right, everybody play along. So, uh, and and my podcast mates, please. Don't damage or fuck up your recording equipment while doing this. Okay. I want you to, like, completely turn... Everyone, turn your head to the left. Just, okay. like, looking at... Like, your head is completely turned all the way as as it would to the left. Now, whenever you're ready to do so... In fact, we'll all do it together. Fucking... I want you to quickly turn from the left to the right in the same position. So, basically, that, that transition. And yeah. I want you guys to tell me what that did as far as your vision, the blur. So everybody, one, two, three. So I'm only going to assume that you guys saw everything in between like that, that, like that radius in the middle of the left to the right, that blur. I ain't seen anything in the middle. Yeah, but you know. Oh God, what's wrong with my eyes? (laughs) You fucking dick. But I'm in a chair. I just spun my chair. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Why? My God, <laughs> you bastards! The point I'm trying to make uh, for everybody at home: you notice that blur, right? Because you're moving at a speed to where your brain is basically it's unable to register how fast mm-hmm. everything because of, because of the sensation of motion. So what it does is it blurs everything out, which again has been used as an association with with movement. Now, on the Oculus Rift regardless of how sensitive or how fast, because it does it does detect the pressure of movement. If you were to move at all to the left or right, you get a sensation of saccadic masking. So saccadic masking, for example, um, you got that blur sensation because I told you guys to move it all as you move your heads as fast as you could fast, right? Mm. The, the speed and the pressure is not a factor yet. In the Oculus Rift. That's the thing. That's the limitation. And I feared like this is something they've been working on for the last year just on this particular quirk. And that's the one thing that I, I took worrying about it because I really want this thing to be a consumer friendly thing is let's just say like in in your most like subtle way of movement, like just move your head slightly to the left. Like, you know, like somebody just said something that really pissed you off and you want to be dramatic. Like, excuse me? So that that subtle movement that you would uh, see yourself doing in game on the Oculus Rift, like that can cause like this blurring uh, sensation in the visuals and everything like you're moving faster than you really are, 
with your head, and then the moment you keep your head still, everything crisps in again. So it's kind of like how, again, with the 3DS, if you're not in that cone, everything's blurry and shitty, but then the moment you find that spot, it's it's all crisp and 3D. Like, imagine that just happening just from small movements. So that that alone actually kind of kind of fucked me up, but mm. there there were subtle movements that I was able to register to where that didn't always happen and everything remained crisp. It's when the resolution kind of went down, and that's the thing. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but I thought it would be amazing, and it was actually supposed to be one of the flagship games for the Oculus. In fact, uh, I need to look it up while I can. But uh, if you guys remember, is that game where you're you're a two year old child? Uh, and you're 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 playing from the perspective of a two year old child. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna Google search baby. Look who's talking game. to ba- baby games. Baby game Oculus Rift. Look who's talking now. The one with the dogs. Which one's the dogs? That's that's now. I think that's, that's now. Yeah, that one's good. Dane to be that voiced, one. Are you voiced by Bruce Willis? Okay, Wait a minute, I'm in. I'm in. Is that the third one? Because there's three of them. I don't yeah, remember the, third, the one with the dogs. The third one's the dogs. Fucking dumb. So dumb. Baby game Oculus Rift. <laughs> Baby games online. No. Everybody, just have fun. Google uh, baby games. Baby games for babies. Then you'll see a picture of uh, Andrew Hanshu. Hey, what? Shit. Among the Sleep. Among the That's sleep. the name. That doesn't sound Among creepy at all. The Sleep. That is a weird name for a game well yeah but you play as a two-year-old infant that like basically escapes from its home and wanders around the outside world <laughs> just a baby like hey i'm a baby yeah Help exactly me. you're that, that's what it is and it's got like limbo creep factor towards the things that Sweet. could happen yeah exactly so yeah and that's one of the uh fly- and you know it was really sad like they 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 couldn't get the dudes to come out for packs in time to uh to do that but they they got their hawking work out instead and i I was i was able to see like some video um i got to see some sweet video of uh it in action and then like just just relating that with my experience i mean again you're you're a baby moving around like i in in that like that bobble that you have like everything all the baby like movements and the fact that like you you kind of felt yourself thrown into it just through head movements. Like I don't know. I I feel like the Oculus Rift is is the first real step in virtual reality because it's simplifying things just through the act of immersion through peripherals, through just like moving your head around. Because like everything that we look at, like just look at video games now. Everything that we look at is is a screen, just a static screen in front of us. So I don't know. Like again. I, I get James. James, have you seen any video like of any of the gameplay? I haven't ever looked mm. for video. Are you talking about the baby game? Well, no. I mean, not not just the baby game. Anything Oculus, Oculus Rift, Rift in general. I don't. I don't see how that would be beneficial because I'm not wearing the damn thing. It's just going to be. It's just going to be. It's just going <laughs> to be a wide image. Yeah. Well, no. It, it's a monitor. Anytime you see it, the monitor has like two images displayed. And that's how they see it, like, you know, without the Oculus Rift on. And then when you see it on, it's obviously getting both images. What's that now? I just, well, I, I understand how it works. I understand how yeah. it's going to look. It's just I don't see any use for it yeah, myself. You, 
I, and I, I don't know. That's boggling my mind. I don't know. What about you, Andrew? Do you see any use for it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you really, the word is immersion. I mean, the whole reason why you want to utilize something like that is to have the immersion. And, and I feel like there are a lot of games that could probably lend itself very well to it. Um, if anything, I, I don't want anything too like, cause I'm, I'm going to be so focused on like being in that situation. I don't want to play the shooter cause I feel like there's so much going on. I'm going to, you know, be kind of overwhelmed, you know, by like trying to do all these shooter mechanics as I have the Oculus Rift on. Like I know a lot of people, like a lot of the times they show like team fortress. That's been like a big showcase for that, that technology. Like a lot of times you'll see it. They'll, they'll be playing, you know, team fortress. Um, you know, uh, James mentioned Mirror's Edge. I think that'd be really cool, but like, it's almost like it'd be too much, of, you know? I just thought of a good one. Um, about... the other one th- uh, I would say Portal. I think Portal would be amazing with the Oculus Rift if they, if they get it to work. Put some surround um, headphones on it and play Amnesia. Oh, God. Um, the one I'd like to see is Titanfall because I love that game, and it has a little bit of both. Like, it has the first-person shooter mechanics. It has the mechs. Like, it'd be a perfect fit for that, you know, um which I think if they could work with Respawn, maybe to, you know, work with that. Because that's the thing, a lot of games haven't been developed from the ground up with the Oculus Rift support. It's just been something they've kind of, like, you know, factored in or, like, you know, kind of said, okay, well, these games are already out, so we'll, we'll you know, we'll try to use it and see if it works. But if they can start getting some games developed with that support from ground level, it'll work better, I think. I think it'll actually lend itself well to that kind of technology. Um, so, I mean, if they could maybe get with Respawn and, and work for that stuff for the PC version... I think it'd be really cool. Um, you know, I actually got to talk with uh, one of the developers and, uh, you know, like that whole team were there too and just talk between them and their PR. And I asked him, like, think of an out-of-the-box game right now that you think people wouldn't associate the Oculus Rift being used for. And his answer was actually really interesting. I, I didn't... He didn't want me to go on the record because that's something that he's been toying Maybe around with the idea. they're probably going to work with, yeah. Yeah, but I asked him, like, I'd like to mention it and whatnot. Well, let, uh, let me ask you this: Since you, if you can't give it away, have they talked about or even said anything remotely about stuff that wouldn't be in first person? I mean, would, yes, it wouldn't even, wouldn't make any sense, would it? Would yes. it? Yes, yeah. No. And it, well, I'm about to say it. He, I asked him if I can talk about it in the show, and he's like, "Yeah." I mean, it's like, you know, like that. That, like I said, I was able. It was just funny because, like, this is not on the record. This is just like ideas that they're toying with. All but right. um, they wanted to actually do Fez. And the way they oh. would do Fez. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, with the twisting, of course, yeah. Yeah, because the twisting, you you see, you would shift perspective still like Fez would normally be, but when you turn and look, like, they're, they, they want it, like, they're trying to find a function that would make it feel organic, but when you turn and look, you would, you would kind of see the world in mid-twist. Because you know how, like, the moment you shift a perspective, you see everything move in such a motion that, yeah. you know, you don't see it. They, they, they wanted to basically encapsulate, like, uh, the angling. So, like, if you, like, you know how you would, like, look around a corner and, and you know, that, that whole sensation? So they wanted to do that. And, like, I think that's brilliant, especially, yeah. again, for, like, the peripheral work. And, and see, that's why I'm confident that I feel like this is, this is something that can be done. Now, I don't, I don't really know if that will any ever even come to fruition considering like the status of fish at this moment but like still like just the fact that they've already incorporated an idea like that yeah i i think mm. there's a use for it even beyond uh first person games like the the other dude like that joked around again this this dude was a pr dude that was just standing there he wasn't a part of the team 
And he's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, I always thought about, like, I don't know, I'm really into Otome games. So, like, I would I, I would love, like, an indie studio to, like, develop an Otome game, which is a dating simulator. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, probably not something, like, real crazy, but, again, like, it's... I, I don't think they're really applying a lot of binary stuff to it. Like, uh, I got to play iRacing, and, uh, well, I didn't get to play it. I got to see it in action. It wasn't, like, they didn't have a playable build, but they want they had a concept that they wanted to show off. And, you know, with driving and, and the use of peripherals, especially in driving, the fact that, like, a dude got in an accident and I was able to turn my head. So imagine, like, scooting back in a chair and then turning to look behind your shoulder almost as far back as you can see. And it completely emulating like, oh, wow, I just looked behind me and I got to see everything in the world from like, say, I turned my head to the left to look behind my my back from my left shoulder, like seeing all that transition and then being able to look behind me with like my body twist and everything and Mm -hmm. seeing what I'm leaving behind was insane. Like they they really had that concept down. It's just it they really the quirks about it. Is, is just like getting it to work you know fundamentally more fluidly with, with the, like the human limitations of vision and then finding like neat ways to apply the concept i mean it, it's almost like it, it's a nintendo sort of thing nintendo's kind of backed themselves in a corner to where they're doing the stupidest shit with the gamepad now that that does it like like mario kart 8 going to use the screen as a horn that's all i know but that's like the fucking dumbest thing ever other than oh it could be a second screen for the map cool but still like i want something creative everybody's kind of applying this like first person mentality to it which you know i understand again virtual reality is supposed to emphasize that kind of perspective but like that that whole idea shared with fez i don't know it's brilliant to me i mean what would you want it out of because you you like i said you kind of felt where i was going with it, andrew like where would you see it used really well Personally, I'd like to see it not based on just gaming. I mean, if it's going to be an accessory for, I would assume, just like the PC, I'd like to see it being used for more than just games. I mean, I I don't know if it's maybe for, you know, I mean, like, like, for example, okay, so, you know, we we saw the stinky footboard at PAX, and the thing that I, I pulled from that the most was the stuff they were talking about they wanted to utilize software wise not just games i mean obviously it makes sense to use it for gaming but you know they said you could use it for composing music you could use it to you know map things to your footboard you know for other software not just games so i'd like to see the oculus rift being used for more than just games like i'd assume maybe if it's someone who's like you know paralyzed from the neck down that can only move their head you know maybe it gives them more of an immersion where they can kind of be in this you know this reality that they can't really experience because of their physical limitations you know, maybe have that on it because if you can get those peripheral visions, you know, left and right, maybe it can be used for like, um, like some kind of a video. Like you can actually like see stuff. You know, you know, uh, I don't know, like video, movies, um, Skype calls. You know, just something to kind of immerse them into a reality that they maybe can't experience. You know, something like that. Or, I mean, there's probably dozens of applications that you could probably go with, but nothing's really been thought about other than the games. I mean, it's being developed primarily as a gaming, you know, accessory. But I, I'd like to see them use it for more than that. I mean, if it's going to be with the PC, you could really focus on a lot of different things to utilize it for. Um, you could use it for music composition. If you can't use your hands, maybe use your head or use the tracking. Like, I, I, I'm just, like, spitballing a couple ideas, but it'd be cool to see something like that happen. 
You and know and, I, and uh, I hope they do. You know what? It's funny, and I want to see like how much sense it would make, but how um, I don't know. It's something because, like I said, uh, James kind of expressed like how it would be weird for first-person shooters, and I'm I'm trying to like I don't think it is at all. I think it's amazing. What I think would be really cool is even if you don't want to implement support for the game, I would like to see how well it would do in in the act of developing a game because. The, the hardest part, I mean, we got to talk with some developers and we learned a lot, like, still this day, and even then I was talking about it, like, during some PAX meetups, it boggles my mind, just like, I guess, the, the, the fucking mental yoga that goes into opening a door for development and, like, how they go yeah. about it in stage design. Mm. I can only imagine, like, how sweet it would be to develop a world, like, a the architecture in a world and how organic it would be instead of just, like, you know clicking around because like i can only imagine that when you're designing a, a stage that you're looking at it frame by frame in a static image and then you're kind of moving around in it i would like to see how the oculus rift would play you know moving around in it um like you're moving around but you're looking again i don't know i i kind of feel like it would play a hand in development even though there's the game is being developed without support in mind for it like, if you just apply it and, like, I, I feel like it would deliver this entirely new perspective. Like, I developed this game using the Oculus Rift to design the levels, but it does not use the Oculus Rift. Mm. Like, I can only imagine, like, what kind of fucking insane stage design would, would be birthed out of some sort of thing. Yeah. Like that. So, I don't know. It, me, personally, like, the, the whole advent of VR has always been this, like, cheesy fucking lawnmower man thing that everybody was trying to capitalize in the 90s. And then, like, it's been slowly toyed with. Like, you guys, you've heard of virtual uh, Pac-Man, right? No. It's a box, like a literal box with a treadmill that shifts and everything, and it's first-person Pac-Man. Oh, wow. Okay, that sounds kind of cool. It's an incredibly expensive fucking thing with that, like... Like, I just feel like the direction that's been done with it is so binary... Or, or either that, it's so ambitious that they kind of shoot for something that I don't feel like we're ready for yet. Like, dude, it like we're not going to be reboot. This isn't going to be reboot. This isn't <laughs> going to be all those other. Damn. Yeah, like there's all those other experiences where you throw on a headband and oh, all of a sudden I'm like, it's not fucking dot hack. Like it, like we're just we're not going to be anywhere near that sort of thing. But what, what the Oculus? I want. What, what do you want? I want, do you want? a giant cube fall down from the sky and i want to yell it's game time and then i jump into it that sounds like the best experience ever i can only imagine like if that actually happened for realsies <laughs> like inside of whatever i was playing and just whatever like sad death or fucking heartache that i may have caused i'd like have you ever seen like there's there's an actual like there is a web comic project where people had to basically uh they had to draw or or you know, conceptualize like in in their own vision, like what they imagine like the sad state of affairs of reboot would be if, if the player were to win instead of like fucking Bob. It's really sad. <laughs> oh, who was the little kid? It was Ernie, Ernie or Elmo? I think it was Ernie. Uh, yeah, Elmo doesn't sound right. Well, there, and then there's Bob. Yeah. Is it just me, or am I like the only weird dude that really like how dark and edgy reboot got when it was just about Ernie as a grown up and Bob's like this old washed up hack? 
I I I loved it when it when they went into the future and he was like all grown up and shit. And He's he got had, like, like stubble and shit. Stubble, but of course I'm also the guy that likes uh, when they go time hopping in gargoyles, which no one likes apparently. So I loved it when they went time hopping in gargoyles. It was great. And that fucking time traveling like canoe. Like boat. Yeah, boat. a little boat. It was great. But anyway, um, I don't know. I you're you're still not sold on the idea, huh? I'm still not, I mean, until I get, I mean, if it had, like, does it have, like, headphones? Yes. On it? It does. Like, like, surround sound headphones, or, like? No, it has support. You have to okay. wear headphones. Okay. Like, if it had, like, all this, all the stuff, all-inclusive, all-in-one thing in it, and I could, like, and it was, like, a completely immersed, I'd, I'd have to try it. I just don't like the idea of it, because I don't, I don't like having stuff on my face. <laughs> <laughs> that's like dude that's the most immature like can we make can we make that a tagline for this <laughs> i don't like stuff on my face james i just don't like shit on my face <laughs> I, I i just don't i don't like wearing stuff on my head i don't like i don't like things being on my face i i don't know i'd, I'd have to try it I, i'm just i'm not sold on it probably if i tried it it'd probably sell me on it but i'm not i can't i i can't be sold on it just from and this thing's gonna be expensive as shit 300 bucks. 300 bucks really isn't that shit. bad. 300 eh. bucks I use for one thing? Well, this one thing that can do so can, can, can we just agree that you just applied logic uh you just applied the logic of a parent towards a video game console? $300 yes, and it plays games? Well, I mean, I guess you can't really say that now. But like Now, if I could put cartridges cartridges in the top of it, yeah, now we're now we're talking. Yeah, no, now now you really are trying to make it the art zone too. Um, fucking, but on the realsies though, I don't know. I I there there's a lot of technical quirks that like I I have reservations on whether or not it can be done because I I just feel like I as stupid as this sounds, I can't I can't make the connection whether or not this is a limitation of technology or if it's just a limitation of the human body. <laughs> like I feel like. I almost like like I got so into it, and for the way it did work, as stupid as it sounds, I I felt like my eyes were too dumb to grasp like <laughs> what was going on in the Oculus. <laughs> like it's it's for smart eyes only, but um, I, the direction it's going and some of the stuff that's going on and just hearing that I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty confident in the concept of VR. I really am, and even then, you mentioned flight simulators like. I can only imagine like something like Ace Combat being done because like I'll tell you right now the sensation of flight with that thing is is fucking empowering. It's gratifying. Like I you know I got to jet around a lot in my mech and Hawken and just being able to look down and then look out and again like it wasn't the same as doing it all because like again the the right stick like steered the axis of my movement and where I was for for attacking. My body, can, like my head, completely controlled the peripheral vision of it all. Like now, I'm just applying that, like in a first-person shooter concept, and like that—that's the evolution of where shooters will go. I—I I almost put, I'll bet my bottom dollar. Like if it—if it can—if there's a mass market that that the Oculus Rift can break into, and it's got and it's ironed out the bugs that like that I've expressed concern over, I guarantee that first-person shooters will be aiming to go with that thing or if not the oculus rift something that will advance it or or take its concept and completely invigorate it because like i don't know 
I, I, I personally, I feel like if, if Carmike's on the team doing that stuff, I mean, that's exactly where they're going to go. And I'm sure they can. And that dude's, you know, co-founder of id Software. They're kind of the guys that made the first person shooter. So, I mean, if they can't do it, if he can't do it. Fuck, I mean, that this is like the last chance we get for virtual reality, I think. Like, if this doesn't work, I think you might as well just pack it up. I <laughs> know. Uh, anybody who wants a dev kit, you can go to the site and buy one. Uh, really easy. Like, uh, um, funny enough, some press sites have also bought, like, the dev kit. So that way, because they're basically what it is, is the, the dev kit still able to play anything, any ISOs that are currently being working on it. So I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. I'm almost kind of curious to check that out because, like, that's the thing. I don't want to spend money on a dev kit and then, you know, have to spend money again on a on a the full product. So but I'm really, really curious to to see how it pans out. I mean, just from what they've done so far. Like, even if they need to put a whole another year into it, what they've done so far is a little amazing. And, like, I'm just curious to see. Like, the thing is, I could be talking up and down about how amazing it is, but what I really want to do this podcast about was if anybody really gave a shit. Uh, and Andrew does. And James yep. doesn't give a shit because he doesn't like his face being touched. That's, like, the <laughs> only, <laughs> nope, the don't only like thing. No, don't like my face being touched. Get off me, get off me. Get off my face. <laughs> if it was if it was like thin glasses, let me ask you this. If it was able to do everything in like like an Oculus re- like, Rift. Like, 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 like Google glasses or yeah, something? Yeah, like Google like, glasses. Like, like, like wear like Jordy glasses, that'd probably be fine. So, but anything that's like a scuba mask and you're out? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on that. <laughs> I just don't. I, I fucking just don't drop like the it. mic. I'm out. Mm-mm. I'm out. Peace. Oh, man. Well, any any a lasting any any last thoughts, last words? From now on, all I'm gonna do in my life is go around James with big, huge, bulky things and try to put it on his head. <laughs> That's gonna be my whole life now. Like this is something <laughs> How huge. Dare you, sir? Let's put it on James when he's not looking. <laughs> just put a fucking like the Minecraft box like, on his head. Oh yeah, like, like like big, huge Halloween masks. Just every time, like just throughout <laughs> the entire year. If you if you unintentionally head. launch some sort of furdom. That's inherent in James because of this. Like, you get yeah, like a blue I, I coyote on, like, mask. I, I put it on. He's like, I'm so free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 like this a, is what life should really be. I get stopped that start that furry side. I was talking about that one. This green fox mask. Like a like fucking. Oh. It's fucking snow fox, dude. Get it right. Snow fox. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I'm for it. I'm for it. And I think the direction they're moving in. I. I really hope that the technology is there. If not, I think the human body is just too fucking stupid to uh, embrace it. And that's and that's where I'm at. But I think everybody should look forward. If you haven't seen it already in action or at least looked at it or read about it, like I did coverage on it on the site. I mean, just, just fucking like, do your homework because I really think it's a much more serious thing than people have honestly given credit for. Mm. So I'll buy it because I like spending money on stuff. So, yeah, I'll definitely get it. Mm. He like spending money on stuff. That is true. That is right. Except good things. He doesn't like spending money on good things. But I will. I'll spend it because it is a good thing. So I'll spend money on it. Good. I'm glad you feel. Or, or if they want to send me one, you're more welcome. Hey, to. You're more welcome. Hey, we six we out of five. It is so so wonderful. It comes with a hat for TF2, so you're in. Ah, I have to have it. <laughs> Episode end. <laughs> I, I want to do Street Fire where I can do Street Fire in first person and throw Hadoukens. Oh, dude. So, have you mm. seen those uh, first person Street Fighter videos that were done? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. They look they look pretty rad. I don't know. Do that Just, and we're golden. 
Yeah, just oh, remember, wasn't it the 3DS one that had like the third person view you could do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty it, neat. Which is actually, I, I think it also has a first person view too. I don't know. It, it oh. would change. It would it would turn Street Fighter into Punch Out. That's for sure. Chicken. Um. So if you liked what you listened to here at Press Pause Radio, be sure to uh, definitely, definitely just rate, rate and review us. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. I'm seeing a lot more people like, like it's really sweet. Like, uh, like I guess you could post your 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 Stitcher activity on on the social nets. So, I mean, it's really awesome when I'm seeing like fucking listeners post about the show and then being able to link that they were listening to it on Stitcher. Uh, and then, you know, for the editorial stuff and video stuff that we're, we're going to try experimenting with in, in the next week or so. I mean, we've got a, a, a fat, a fat ass load of reviews. There's like back in back in bullshit. FAQ. FAQ. Like we got we got a lot uh, uh, going on. And even then, I mean, we, we everybody really dug uh, a lot of the packs covered. So I really appreciate that. Like uh, Andrew's Andrew was the star of packs. Everybody was just all, all hot in this shit. No, uh, no, dude. They they were hot, hot for your Titanfall and Wolf's uh, coverage, Wolf Among Us. Um, everybody just kind of pointed out how I'm an asshole for doubting Nintendo and then liking some of the stuff of the Nintendo booth and the but still doubting Nintendo. That that how could you? How could you? How could you have an opinion? Yeah, and then That's no. True. What was funny was uh. <laughs> Uh, but everybody liked my Rise coverage because they were like, oh, that's that's what we were thinking. Thank you for writing what we were thinking. Oh, you're, you're welcome. All right. Whatever. But anyway, yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody who checked out PAX, who met with us at PAX again. Like, we're still kind of reeling back, but now that it's over, we're just all sad that, you know, uh, we're not going to Tokyo Game Show. I would love to go get some TGS in the mix. It's really sad that I can't or that Andrew can't. I would. I can't imagine James in Japan. I oh really, can't. yeah. Oh no! We all just picture that for a second. Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be pretty. No, it would not. He would uh, molest somebody. I would. I'm. I'm not even <laughs> gonna pick up. Uh, He's like, he hey, never, I'm down. I would, I would disappear. And you would never find me. He yeah. would somehow get stuck in one of those vending machines with underwear. He'd be stuck in it. Like, oh, this is awkward. Just screaming, Nandeska! Fucking, but anyway, you can you can fan us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, again, you know, we, we got a couple more followers on Twitch. Thank you. We're going to try to do more Twitch streaming between our limelight and some other stuff. Um, wow. People really like the League of Legends thing. We might do that again. I'd, I want to give League of Legends... What I really want to do is I want to give Strife a chance. Andrew just kept talking more and more about Strife. And when we get our hands on that, I would love to stream that. You know, It'd be throw, brand new too. Throw those fucking nerds a bone. Yeah, I would. I would love to get in on that. And then just everybody for supporting. It's like we just recently got a tweet from fucking Matt Greening, and he was like, "Absolutely love your guys' podcast. Just playing Battlefield with these going on in the background is great. Look forward to listening to them all." Like, dude, everybody's been really strong and supportive of lately, and we've been kind of assholes. We kind of like took yep. a break from the site, so. We're going to get back into the swing of things. We appreciate it. Uh, find us on Stitcher, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, what am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Shit. I got nice. one. Can, yeah. I, can, I plug my, can I plug my shit? Yeah. Again? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. YouTube. 
follow us, find us on YouTube because we're gonna be. That's how we're gonna have our videos out. So definitely check yep. us out on YouTube. All right, and done. and and look at all the Sayer stuff. Yes, all of Stay, all the Bullet Heavens, are Bullet good. Heavens, and the yes. albums, and all the stuff he's working on. He's got a lot of stuff coming up. So. Yeah, he's doing. He's currently developing a soundtrack for an indie game. Yep. Yeah. So neat. All neat. right, James. Now all on right. the terrible things. On the terrible things. Speaking of throwing nerds a bone, go ahead and uh, please uh, download Critical Fail, rate and subscribe. The podcast about Pathfinder, where we talk about things besides video games sometimes. Please, please, all the time. It's all the time, honestly. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. I don't know. I I still have yet. To, I I want to learn how to play Pathfinder before I listen to it. We're but now trying. I'm being told that oh, I really don't really... have to. Because apparently it's not a Pathfinder uh, podcast most of the time. Most of the time, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to listen to a story and listen to stupid stuff happen to people. I mean, did you watch that Acquisitions Live stuff? Oh, dude. Yeah, that, I, I, I was there. And that's like, we should strive for that. But they had like fantasy writers and like just like we're, we're just a bunch of people that like to make dumbass jokes. So. I don't know. We'll never, we'll never get on that level. But we have, we're gonna get one of those huge like models, just because it doesn't come, it doesn't have to do anything with the game. But we're just gonna get one. I don't know. I've been pitching like some panel ideas that I would really, because I would love to do like a panel at you know the next PAX that isn't just a podcast. That's a special one. And you know, what was a sweet panel at PAX. Uh, three guys play Zork. Yeah, the old guys play Zork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would that turned out to be fucking hilarious. So anything like that. Would just be great, even if it's like a dramatic reading of Goosebumps. Choose your own adventure. I don't give a shit. Well, we're gonna find some cool panel to do. Yeah, I just want people to listen to Critical Fail so they can make fun of Bert and hopefully drive him away. Yeah, <laughs> get rid yeah. of him. Fuck that guy. It's all pe- it's all people you guys know. They've been on podcasts before, so. Hmm. True. Yeah, I, I, is everybody in Critical Fail? They've guessed it on Press Pause Radio at least once, right? Yep, at least once. Yep. I, th- and I think we had one. We had we had our own guest on one time. She hasn't been on a press pod radio episode, but mm. she huh. never will. I, I told her. I said, "Fuck you! You ain't getting on my shit." <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. That sounds exactly. Yeah, it sounds like exactly like the uh, the standards that we wish to apply uh, by. But anyway, yeah. All right. So critical fail. Bullet heaven. Stevie. Stevie succulent. Stevie's got a indie drum coming out. Is he, a, is, is he a rotisserie chicken? <laughs> Have you have you seen the man? Okay, yeah, uh, fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, but yeah, there's a new indie drum coming out uh, with him and his buddy uh, Josh Nui from Sega Addicts, buddies of ours over there, and he's he's written some reviews uh, before for Press Pause. So uh, I don't think I've ever heard the man's voice. So it'll it'll be nice that uh, whatever they've got stewing, and then we've got Play Plays Galore. Um, really, really trying to fucking flex, mm, just flex that Play Play. So you know. Just uh, be sure to check all that out. Just fucking do it. But anyway, yeah, this, this has been a fun episode. So, Georgie Boy's axe, that's me. Toast, and I like babies. I mean, baby games, shit. Baby games. <laughs> I'm James, and critical fail, please. Ooh. Ooh, that was subtle. Subtle.